0: And welcome to Irreverent Testimony, brought to you by Netroots Radio, the political podcast by and for millennial and Gen Xer types from a left wing perspective. It is Saturday, April twenty eighth, two thousand eighteen, and uh, we are going to get um, state politics intensive, um, as you probably have heard, especially if you listen to KGRO in the morning. Um, there was a little bit of controversy here with a. Uh, House candidate.
1: Yeah, Congressional District 6. Yes. In Colorado.
0: Yeah, who arranged a meeting right here in Denver uh, with Steny Hoyer of the DCCC and was told things that he kind of predicted he was going to hear but didn't want to hear secretly, uh, surreptitiously, is that the right term? Uh, Recorded (laughs) the conversation and ran to the publication The Intercept with it. Uh, who's very big on how bad and nasty and evil the Democratic Party is and the DCCC, and it created a big controversy. And if you don't know the backstory, we're uh, gonna look, tell you. Look it about up. It. No,
1: I think we should break it down. Okay. Okay. Break it down. So, all right, Congressional District Six in Colorado, um, swingy district.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, currently the. Congress congressperson is Mike Kaufman, mm-hmm. um, who is a garbage Republican, and we've been trying to unseat him for a while, and we have been unsuccessful in doing so. He Sometimes- is a
0: sneaky garbage he Republican. He
1: is. He is. He's
0: not like a Louis Gohmert or one of these guys no. who's just... You no. know, he kind of twists in the wind he and does. and puts on a little camouflage yeah. and pretends to be a little moderate when he has to and then goes more right wing when he has to. He's a good politician. He is. And he's, he's an really, old school yeah, politician.
1: And he knows how to win campaigns. And he we, knows
0: how to win campaigns here in Colorado specifically.
1: Yes, he does. And he uh, regularly makes a really big deal about people who move into his district mm-hmm. and then run. Mm-hmm. Um, that seems to be a, a really a a good campaign position for him, in addition to him being... That could
0: be dying out here and I'll, for reasons. But right.
1: <clears throat> Additionally, he's a veteran. Yep. And uh, we keep running people against him that don't, Win. Basically. <laughs> yeah. Um even in really
0: good years when yeah, things look good. So yeah. yeah. Th- that's why this is this year being so crucial and it trying to take back the house and with the probable blue wave, like throwing a monkey wrench in is not a good idea. Right. So <laughs> And we're gonna get into that and All
1: right. So there were three people originally who were running for this seat: David R. Stod, Levi Tillman, and Jason Crow.
0: And Tillman is the guy who ran to the intercept.
1: Right. So David R. Stodd dropped out of the race, Mm -hmm. um, and he claims the same that the party asked him to do so. Um, Let's clarify: this is
0: the sixth congressional district. Yes, CD six.
1: He was like the Bernieest bro of Bernie Bros. Then we have Levi Tilleman, who seems to—I don't know him. I don't know anything. I didn't. I would. I didn't know anything about he, he's him. He's a political neophyte. Yes, but yeah. he did work on the Obama campaign, the Colorado Obama campaign um, in 2012.
0: Yeah. Um, well, he worked on the on like one of the, the science committees or something, I thought.
1: Yes. He is a business guy. Um, he
0: comes from a very rich family yes. here in Denver. Yes. He comes from money, which yes. is fine. It's, mm-hmm. We're not casting aspersions on it.
1: Except that he doesn't, portray himself that way well
0: the intercept article definitely didn't the the intercept yeah. and and Kegro went into that i don't want to rehash too much of what he said because he he dedicated much of his show friday to it so right we're not going to rehash the whole article he kind no. of broke that all down right we're going to get a little more in depth on what we know living here about colorado politics and the candidates
1: right so um jason Crow. Uh, long-time Democrat, long-time in the party, well-known in the state, well-known um, in the Democratic Party in Colorado. Um, is it safe
0: to say where he works in, in proximation to something? Or is he is that, a lawyer. Is that, is that more information than he's would like lawyer. to divulge?
1: He's a lawyer. Okay,
0: he's a lawyer that works at downtown Denver. I'll yes. leave it at that.
1: He's a lawyer, and he is uh, a good guy. He's also a veteran of um, Iraq and Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. He served... Several combat tours um, He's a good guy And he spoke at the um, Democratic uh, convention. convention Last time around I don't think he got a lot of news coverage Because he's not nationally known No
0: and um, 800 people speak at the convention
1: Yeah yeah, yeah. but he was one of them yeah. And you know like he's a Democrat He's an up
0: and coming party
1: first yeah. He's like 40 um, Got a wife and kids He's a good guy And he has he's known (laughs) He also works
0: at one of the biggest law firms here in Denver and in the States. That's correct. And that's 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 important for a reason Yes that we'll get into.
1: So when He announced that he was going to run against Mike Kaufman. Just a little backstory on the last time we had this race in 2016. Mm -hmm. There was this ginger lady named Morgan Carroll that you may have heard of. (laughs) Morgan
0: Carroll is even bitching about Steny Hoyer this morning. Oh God,
1: really? Yeah. Oh, okay. (laughs) Um,
0: Shows you which way the wind is blowing, interestingly.
1: So Morgan Carroll ran against Mike Kaufman in in 2016, and I knocked doors for her because Mm -hmm. this is a really, really, really important Yeah, you
0: know her personally. I do. Yeah,
1: she's, yeah. You know
0: everybody in Colorado politics. Well,
1: I don't know everybody in Colorado politics. No, but I do know a fair amount of them. Um, Most of them, I'd say. And we were really, really hopeful in 20, well, in 2016, of course, we were really hopeful about a lot of things. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And that did not go our way. And this was one of those races that did not go our way. And I mean, the amount of money and time and energy that was poured into Morgan Carroll's campaign to unseek Mike Coffman was yeah. extraordinary. No. And he still fucking won.
0: Yeah, he won by a good amount, as I recall.
1: I think I I think I'm think was so traumatized that night that the only two races I cared about were Daphna's and the president's. I,
0: I'm pretty sure Kaufman won handily. I don't remember the numbers, but I don't think it was but that it, close. I, I think it
1: was closer than normal. Yeah. But we still lost. Mm-hmm. And just to give you an idea of how important that district is, uh, post her loss, um, she was elected by the Colorado Democratic Party to be the leader of that party. Yeah. So she's the leader of the Colorado Democratic Party at this point. Yeah. Because she, it's such an important seat. Yeah. It is the seat that we have been trying to win for like five cycles now, and we have failed and, to and do. And then so. again,
0: just to interject, she, <laughs> who's embedded in the parties, you can be. Is feigning uh, disappointment with the DCCC doing exactly what the DCCC does and she knows and have done for her. Right. So, how that's amazing, but we'll circle that back to that at a certain point.
1: Okay. So, anyway, um, so Jason Crow announces he's going to run. Everybody. That knows anybody knows that that was always going to be the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's this blue wave kind of election cycle and post-Trump, everybody wants to run for something and we've encouraged them to do so. Lots Even Obama mm-hmm. um, said, if you are mad about this, go run for something. Yep. And run for something is actually a, a pack that backs candidates who are running for the first time who are under 40 and who are progressive. Um, anyway, so Jason Crow is our guy. He he checks all the boxes, Right. Longtime Colorado Democrat, veteran, as is Mike Kaufman, which is something he's thrown in the faces of everyone he's run sure, against every him. Every
0: Republican ever, ever, ever will. Right, but we've will.
1: never run a, a veteran against him before. And when Jason Crow announced he, um, his Mike Kaufman's campaign came after him, and and kind of like. Well, you know, use a veteran, but not like a real one or something like they, they they're they scared, right? They were like, fuck.
0: Hold on. Let's give a little background to that, because we know that the whole the military thing is big in certain places. <laughs> People don't realize how big it is in Colorado. We have two huge Air Force bases. Yes. That are right in town. Basically, there's we have 16s like, flying overhead all uh-huh. the time. Uh, so a lot of military families, like a tons. nuclear
1: silo yes. in the mountains in Colorado Springs,
0: NORAD. Yeah, NORAD. Tons here. of military families, mm-hmm. tons of VA veterans. Hospital. That's yep. The the giant VA hospital, which may never ever getting, get done, get being, finished, which finished, is a whole thing. Which I used to live right across the street on. from. Right. Um, it's a huge, huge military state and military city.
1: Yes, it is. Um, so he was. He's been. That's one of the things that the party. Which is the party, the DCCC, mm-hmm. decided we need to run a veteran against this guy. That's what we need to do. We need to run a veteran because he 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 just hammers on his service and on how um, nobody else has served and like nobody let's cares just, about yeah the like yeah. And, and the VA hospital has been such a big deal in our state that he's been really successful with this. So fuck it, let's run a veteran. Has Kaufman
0: weighed in on Ronnie Jackson just as a total I aside?
1: I don't think so. Yeah, not to my know. knowledge. Anyway, so, so we got Jason Crow, Mm -hmm. young, you know, sort of center left, which you got to be to win in that district. Yeah. Um, It's so swingy that you can't be like some Bernie bro. You got to be like kind of center left to win. If you want to win. Yeah. And then here we come to what is happening now. (laughs) So this guy, Levi Tilleman comes in and he checks all the progressive boxes, I want universal health care. Mm-hmm. I want green everything. Fuck oil and gas. Yeah. I'm not taking any PAC money. I'm only doing <laughs> grassroots supporters. Just Bernie Handbook 101, yeah, right? And
0: just to sneak in again for a second, saying fuck oil and gas in this state is you very can't, problematic. You can't do it. It, it just is.
1: And I, I wish it was the, not the case, but yes. that it feels good to say it. But you don't win.
0: It's almost like coal in West Virginia. Correct. You can't say fuck coal in West Virginia and expect yes. to win anything.
1: That's right. That's you right. Just, you just can't. It's a fundamental part of our economy. They donate huge money to campaigns. There are thousands to of everything. jobs. There are people like it's It's complicated, but it's, it's a thing. It's and it so doesn't matter if you're a Democrat or a Republican. You can't say fuck oil and gas and you can't frack here anymore and win. The fracking thing is a whole
0: different thing that it we, would we, we take a whole show to get
1: into. Yeah. But that's where he's, this guy is, right? Mm-hmm. Levi Tilleman. So, okay. Now, Colorado is an interesting state because we just – in 2016, we have – Ballot initiatives and referendums is what we call them, Mm -hmm. where people get to vote on things directly, direct democracy, right?
0: If you get enough signatures, this seems like a
1: good idea, I'm going to put it on the ballot. You walk around, you get people to sign a piece of paper, they verify the signatures, boom, it's on the ballot and people can vote for it. Yeah. In 2016, the the people in Colorado decided to let independent voters vote in primaries, which we've (laughs) talked about ad nauseum and I will not get back into, but I hate it because no. Yeah. So we have a conundrum here. We have David Aristod, who dropped out. We have Levi Tilleman, who is a Bernie bro that is like literally Bernie 101 handbook politician. Mm -hmm. And we have Jason Crow, who is
0: establishment,
1: establishment, right Mm
0: -hmm.
1: now. Steny Hoyer comes to town. And says, for
0: something unrelated. Yes. And, and, and Tillman reaches out and says, while you're in town, can we meet? And No,
1: talk? Steny Hoyer reached out to him, I think.
0: Oh, oh did he? I yes. thought it was the other way around. No. Went. Okay.
1: And they have this conversation, and Levi Tillman records it. And Steny Hoyer, who is acting not as a congressperson, but as a member of the DCCC, says, hey, basically, I'd like it if you'd stop with this primary nonsense. <laughs> stop. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's not good for the party. It's not good for this this, you know, uh, district. We're backing Crow. We and want a nice, clean runaway nice for him. We want a nice, clean runaway on, for him. Finally, take, beat finally Kaufman. beat fucking Kaufman. Right. Yeah.
0: Get on board. kid. And
1: yeah, you know, he he's not he's an old school politician. He's not a fuzzy. We're hand- talking about Hoyer? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah.
0: He's a cigar chomping. Exactly.
1: Backroom cigar back room. deal. That's his thing. He's the, he's
0: the epitome of what the, the new left hates.
1: hates. <laughs> and I get that.
0: I totally get it. Get and it. And I actually and, and I sympathize the, with it quite a bit. Yeah,
1: listening to the audio, it was cringeworthy. It was cringeworthy listening to it. And I was like, first of all, Yuck. And second of all, fuck.
0: Well, right. Like, I, l- let me say that our defense of the DCC see, and, and Steny Hoyer is going to be just at the most basic, pragmatic, realistic.
1: Yes. Cynical. I want this fucking political- seat back. Right. I want this fucking seat back. Yeah. That's all it is. I am not going to defend this guy and be like, oh, Steny Hoyer did a great job. That's not what happened. He did a terrible job. At he least in sounds framing like what a he fucking needed to asshole. say. Yeah. And he did not accomplish what he set out to accomplish, and in turn, he has created a giant problem for this seat, When so I'm not happy about what happened. But I would like to provide context for it.
0: Yes, important.
1: This is... This seat is... Like our Achilles heel Mm -hmm. In Colorado And in in the Democratic Party In general This seat has been So fucking evasive We just can't fucking Win it back from this guy Yeah in
0: good years Bad years Doesn't matter He just keeps fucking
1: winning And it's so frustrating And what we didn't want to do Was have One of two options Which is A dirty primary Mm -hmm. Where we just shit All over each other And just basically hand Mike Kaufman A silver platter full Of all the things That are wrong With whatever candidate wins Yeah Or B Run A shitty primary, do all of that and then elect some or nominate somebody who has no fucking chance of winning against Mike Coffman.
0: Which is a bigger concern now with the open primary stuff, which was foisted upon us mostly by people who don't know anything about the state, who don't live in the state. And that's a whole other topic we'll have to get into at another time.
1: Right. So primaries here became suddenly a thing that we don't have control over anymore. We don't have control over our own party. Other people just get to come in and fucking vote, and it's scary, and it sucks, and I hate it.
0: And and didn't it used to be that way? And the party did away with it yes. for that very reason. Correct. Like twenty years ago,
1: in the nineties. Yeah. Yes, we had open primaries, and we shut that shit down because we kept you were fucking getting
0: milk toast, right wingish, yeah, yeah, crappy, yeah. shitty candidates.
1: Yes, and and we were losing a lot, and when we closed the primaries, it's been a blue state pretty much ever since. Yep. So it's not and, and good Bernie, news for And the Bernie Bernie
0: personally and the Bernie people don't want to hear that. When we bring that up, they right. plug their ears and say la 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 la.
1: And they're the people responsible for it. Yep. Because they decided, which is so weird because he won he won in Colorado. He won Easily. the caucus 20 points. And we know,
0: we caucused for him.
1: And they're like, "So we should change it so that independent voters can come in." And I'm like, why? why?"
0: Well, because that's their blanket message everywhere.
1: It worked, what we have Worked for yeah, them we had a po- closed leave system us alone And
0: he won by 20 In the state
1: You gotta understand In Colorado We have 30% Democrats 30% Republicans 30% And 30% Unaffiliated, unaffiliated yeah. voters well, like, It's two a two huge things. chunk Of our population Two
0: things changed right We went from I mean it, The whole system Got turned on its head It did We went from caucuses To primaries And we went from Closed to open Yes So I mean It's crazy
1: So we no longer go To the local Fucking high school Downtown oh, and talk thank, it out Thank
0: god That was a nightmare
1: But now I Every Every voter in Colorado will receive two ballots in the mail. You don't even have to go anywhere to vote in Colorado now. To Well, to vote in the primaries. Before, you, you had to do some work. You mm-hmm. had to be a part of my fucking party <laughs> to be able to decide what happens to it. Mm-hmm. And now, every single voter, including Republicans, gets a Democratic primary ballot and a Republican primary ballot. You, you can, can only, only pick, pick, one. pick one. Yes. If you pick two, which is kind of my only, like... Some people are going to fuck this up and they're going to get thrown out.
0: Yeah, they're going to fuck it up. It's
1: going to be a disaster. There will be a few
0: rat fuckers, undoubtedly.
1: Absolutely.
0: From our side, too. And maybe that helps even it out.
1: I don't know. That's not what I'm worried about is the rat fuckers. I'm worried about, you know, Joe Blow, who gets two ballots in the mail, picks the Democratic one because he doesn't like Trump that much and doesn't know anything about Democratic politics and just checks boxes and sends it in. Yeah. Knowing li- that the re- we there's reasons that that was closed. You have to know something and you have to care about my party and share my values to be able to decide who I nominate,
0: which is why there's a party. in the. that's why place.
1: it's a party. It's so frustrating. So so let's
0: get back to why Steny Hoyer said what he said and did what he did.
1: OK, the reason Steny Hoyer said what he said and did what he did is because Levi Tillman has. Zero chance of winning against Mike Kaufman.
0: I would agree with that.
1: Um, if Morgan Carroll can't win against Mike Kaufman, and she was an excellent candidate, and the party backed her a thousand percent, and, and she was a
0: known name, she
1: was a known name. Uh, this dude, who nobody knows,
0: mm-hmm.
1: he did some science stuff for Obama for a minute. Um, if he wins the primary,
0: he gets trounced.
1: He might. Yeah, then the seat's gone. It's gone. This is not a fuck around district. This is a the swingiest swing district that you can imagine. It's straight 30 30 30. So to K point, like there's gonna be some tribalism, and 30% of people are gonna vote for Mike Kaufman, and 30% of people are gonna vote for whatever Democrats on the ballot, and thirty percent of people are gonna look at the candidates and decide which one they want. And these are moderate voters. Mm-hmm. polling shows these are moderate centrist you know josh voters yeah they're not gonna vote for this guy they're not gonna vote for this this guy they're just not jason and mike hoffman is really fucking good at campaigning so they're gonna vote for him and he's a known name and he's already their senator or their congressman and you know and he didn't and the, do anything the to piss them doing off. pretty well here. The economy's doing really well here and he Distance himself from Trump, which was really smart. Ooh, at, and he when it decided, yeah. like, pot is okay now, which he didn't think it was right.
0: a with, year ago. Same with Cory Gardner.
1: Yeah, Cory Gardner so has seen the light on pot. Cory Gardner's going to get fucking trounced. But yeah, anyway, yeah. Mike Kaufman's not... Uh, he's not a hated guy in Colorado. He's sort of seen as, like, well, he goes with the will of the voters. We and, him. Well, I mean, I can't fucking stand him, but... Um, and he's he also is getting more, a
0: divorce now, which is very varied yeah, in the Yeah, he is news. married
1: to the Secretary of State of Colorado, Cynthia mm-hmm. Kaufman, who tried to run for governor and failed to make it onto the ballot, shocking everyone. That's the thing you got to understand about Colorado politics. We are a state where, like, nothing is certain. Mm-hmm. Everything you think you know, you're going to be wrong.
0: No, it, it, some long-serving incumbents have not made the ballot here in state races.
1: Doug Lamborn, who is a congressman <laughs> out of Colorado Springs, who's been an incumbent in that district, failed to make the primary ballot. The incumbent congressman is not on the primary ballot. Yeah, he's not on the ballot. We will
0: get too into the weeds. Just the point is Colorado politics is weird.
1: It's weird and it's uncertain. And part of the reason is because it's that 30-30-30 when, stuff.
0: When Bernie and his minions come sweeping in and want to make these radical changes that that he thinks is more fair, he's not taking into account how unique the state is. Yes. And then extrapolate that. Uh, To all 50 states where every state is different and has their own quirks and has their own weirdness and has their own reasons that the party does what it does. And you can see how problematic this thinking is. Yes.
1: Yes. So the DCCC coming in just to get back to Steny Hoyer and saying to this guy, hey, we'd really kind of prefer it if he didn't run and like do this primary thing because we think Jason Crow has the best chance of beating Kaufman." Mm Mm-hmm. Now, he never mentions Mike Kaufman by name, by the no. way. No. And I'm really happy about that because we're going to get to the politics of this in a minute. The, the, the backlash, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it's gross. And what he said was gross. And I hear you. But it's also pragmatic and right. Mm-hmm. Jason Crow has the best chance to beat Mike Kaufman.
0: Absolutely. And we will take the back only the, chance. the
1: only chance. And we will take back this seat. If he is the candidate and we don't shit all over each other. And
0: this is the year to do it.
1: And this is the year to do it. We might finally fucking do it. And
0: you have to do everything right.
1: Yes. So this kid, Levi, this guy, decides, I don't like that he did that. He recorded the conversation in advance because he knew exactly how it was going to go. And then he releases it nationwide, right? Right. And everybody's talking about it. And when I saw it, I sent it to you and I said, fuck, this is going to go. And and I was
0: skeptical. I said, "Eh, I don't know.
1: Yeah, no, it went.
0: Yeah.
1: And I feel like I just want to (laughs) like, I don't know. It's really bad for us. And it's not bad because it makes the DCCC look bad. It's not bad because this is going to be in the news cycle for five weeks or six months. It's bad because we just handed Mike Kaufman so many campaign ads. The people of this state really hate party politics. That's Mm -hmm. why 30% of them are unaffiliated voters. Even
0: though they always vote a certain way.
1: Yes, They really fucking hate party politics. They really hate being told what to do. And they really hate the idea that someone else is making decisions instead of them. And there's this sound clip in there. And he says, you know, the D triple C coming in and deciding rather than the voters deciding sounds pretty small D Democratic. And I don't think it sounds very good. (laughs) And Hoyer just is like, yeah, that's how it works, kid. That's
0: the business. That's the brakes, kid. And that that, that
1: that audio it's audio it he's just we just gave him every campaign I ad know. he needs i know even if this guy which he probably will lose maybe he won't because now we have no idea what's going to happen in our primaries even if crow comes out and he's the candidate it's so damaging He's damaged yeah. he's already been painted been tried to be painted by kaufman's campaign as Nancy Pelosi's pick because he spoke at the Democratic National Convention. Well, then Pelosi had to open
0: her mouth today. So then Pelosi
1: comes out and she's like, I don't know how legal it is to record someone without their knowledge and then release it to the press. And I'm like, well, if you looked for two seconds into Colorado law, you would understand that it's perfectly legal here.
0: Well, Pelosi shouldn't have said anything. She
1: should have said nothing.
0: Because for whatever stupid reason, the Republicans keep getting mileage out of tying people to Nancy Pelosi and Nancy Pelosi just tied herself to Jason Crow.
1: Yeah, which is the whole thing they've been trying to say, and then Steny Hoyer coming in and saying, "The Democratic Party in Washington wants Jason Crow." Is just like everything they've been saying. We just proved it with audio.
0: And Pelosi just basically said. And then
1: Pelosi was like, "Yep." (laughs) Come on, stop it! This guy just fucked us. He just fucked us. I mean, I, I think he thinks, well, maybe this will help me win the primary, and maybe it will.
0: Or maybe he's just bitter and rat fucking.
1: Maybe which, he is, which
0: is what a large number, if not a majority of this nouveau left is wants to do. They they want permafascism until they get their way. They they want to take over the party without doing any of the work or even being in the party. Yeah. And I'm really getting sick the sense of sense
1: of entitlement of this guy, though.
0: Well, that's that's my next point. Right. Um, and Armando made a good point. Like, it, it, what if Stanley Hoyer had said, you know what? We've decided that the whole new progressive ring is really the way to go. And we're actually going to throw our resources behind you. And he said, well, oh, you're still putting a thumb on the scale, even though it's for me. That's not fair. I'm going to run to the intercept. It's like, no. no, of course not. No,
1: of course not. <laughs> so. Of course not. Yeah,
0: it's really not fair because you're not the the preferred guy, but you're, you're also in there ostensibly. Asking for what the other guy is getting, hoping you would get it. I mean, did you hope Steny Hor? I mean, like, I- okay, he taped it because he knew what was going to happen. But in his perfect world, did he not want C help? I- and, like, I- it's like... And the Bernie people want to have this both ways. They keep making... Like, yeah. We don't want PAC money and we don't want the DCCC to put the thumb on the scale. And then like they keep complaining, well, they didn't put any money into this race and they didn't support this candidate or that candidate. It's like you can't have it both ways. Do you want Dude. them out of it or do you just want them to support your candidates rather than who you consider the establishment candidates?
1: Right. So and be consistent about it. Right. First of all, yes, absolutely. And second of all, it shouldn't be surprising that the Democratic Party. Party chooses to support people who have been in the Democratic Party, right? We were making this analogy yesterday, right? We started talking about a dinner party, but I was like, fuck it, let's change it to a key party <laughs> from the 70s, right? Uh,
0: or from current day, depending or, on the I company. mean, depending
1: on... We don't do key parties anymore. We let women have... um you know, enthusiastic consent, but let's say it's a key party, right? (laughs) Okay. And typically you invite over just like people, People y'all like, you really know, very well, know really well. And you like fucking, and you fucked them before. And it's a whole (laughs) thing, right? So whatever key you get, you're kind of fine with, because you've been fucking these people Uh, for uh, years. Hopefully.
0: Right. If you've decided to attend this party, I would,
1: I'm not inviting anybody to this party that I don't want to fuck.
0: Yeah, but may, maybe your neighbor Linda really doesn't want to fuck Bob from down the street, but they're they're coming to the party and she's just hoping not to get that key. Oh, anyway, anyway, I get your point.
1: Right? Let's assume
0: everybody at the key party is just super with whatever. into each other, right?
1: Yeah, no matter yeah. what key I get, I'm gonna have a good yeah. night, right?
0: Yeah, Bob or Linda are fine,
1: right? And then all of a sudden, this like dude just wanders in <laughs> and puts his key in the bowl, and everybody's like, "Who's that?" I don't. I'm. Like, I'm not gonna fuck that guy, right? <laughs> I'm not gonna. I don't know him. I've never met him before. Do you know him? No, I've never seen him. Hey, has anybody in this room ever met that guy? No. Oh. Well, he well, says he really likes he says he uh, really, us. Oh, oh, now he's having a fit because we're kicking him out because we're like. It's not fair. You, we don't know you, so you can't like put your key in the bowl. And he's like, it's not fair. <laughs> it's not democratic. And you're like, no, it's not. Democratic, because this is a private sex party <laughs> and you're not we don't know you so if you want to go have a private sex party you should go with your friends and do that but you're not in my private sex party because I don't fucking never met you before or, or and I don't know what? you if
0: you start like meeting us at, at bridge club and, and then he like records and get it, to know us six months down the line maybe maybe
1: you're invited but you can't just come throw your fucking key in the bowl and then he records me kicking him out, and he's like, see how fucking undemocratic these sex party people are? And I'm like, what? Yeah.
0: It's a, it's a crude analogy, and <laughs> Kegro would probably say that the sex party thing would probably work better if you're talking about Republicans, but... Um, <laughs> But yeah, you know, I mean, point. that's how
1: it feels. Is like you just walk in with this sense of entitlement of, "Hi, please give me all of your resources. I haven't done anything for you. I don't know you, and you've never met me." Yeah, and a more
0: apt analogies. It's not even a neighbor. It's somebody from. Yeah,
1: it's just some person some that you've never met somewhere. and you don't know, and you don't know why they're there, and they are asking you for things that. Why would I give that to you? Why Why do you feel entitled to all of our money and all of our time and our resources and our mailing lists and our distribution? What have you done for well, the party? What, you, have you what, you know what? what have you done?
0: What uh, have you done? What's Tillman's first name? Levi. Levi, if you're listening, <laughs> Russia, if you're listening, Levi, if you're listening, we'd love to talk to you and ask you some questions because I would like to know, and and unless I missed it, all the articles I've read doesn't, doesn't really cover this. Like, was he hoping or expecting him and candidates like him would get the DCCC support? Or is he just sticking to his guns that the DCCC shouldn't weigh in at all into primaries? Because that seems to be what he's arguing. And, of course, that's dumb. As Kegro said, that doesn't make any sense. It, it would be a dereliction of duty for the DCCC now, not to i pick the candidate they think has the best chance of winning the general.
1: I, I, I agree with that. Even your more- average Joe, though, like, that's not what we say out loud. What we say out loud yes, to the unaffiliated voter well, is... Well,
0: veneers off that we now. We want
1: a strong primary. It toughens the candidates and makes them better oh, for the general. Yeah, and we right. want the voters to Bullshit. decide. Nobody wants the voters to decide. Nobody... The voters are fucking idiots. I'm sorry. I love <laughs> them, but they are. And they we don't know you vote. anything. But, like, we got to pick a person who has a chance of winning. The general no matter what race you're talking about. Well,
0: again, that's why I'm, I'm trying to get a handle on why this is so scandalous. Um, it's, quote, picking winners and losers. And again, this goes to the contradiction where... Folks like this have said, like, we don't want your money and your pack money and we're gonna do this with grassroots. It's like, yeah, nothing is stopping Tillman from just collect you know, just doing yeah. the grassroots thing and Good. collecting individual donations. And and that's
1: what he's been doing.
0: That's what he's been doing. Now it's probably not gonna be enough because that's the reality of the situation. No, and Jason
1: Crow is fucking murdering it at fundraising. He's raising that's- him and Mike Kaufman are like toe in toe. Uh huh. Five about five to six hundred thousand okay. a quarter. And
0: this and then this and then the Bernie people would say, Well, this is the problem with the party and party politics and it's like well then don't run as a democrat right you are you are you are trying to it's not even like they're trying to infiltrate a system they're just trying to like show up and have the system bend to their will but have the but have also, the status and the power of having the d behind your name it's like you gotta pick one
1: right if you want to change our party join it and let's talk yeah don't just be outside of it and shit on it and then expect it to support you because you decided it should.
0: Well, their argument would be, and this happened in the early days of 2017, when they started showing up to the state assemblies and just saying, we're going to strip and rewrite all these rules. And they got overruled and said, no, we're not going to do all that. We'll yeah. make some concessions. We can talk in the- oh, well, you're not going to adopt all these things we want. We're just going to walk out. Yeah. Like we saw that happen. We yes. were there. <laughs> we were literally there and yes. saw it happen.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: So, like, at first we were encouraged, oh, good, the Bernie people are here and they're going to join the party and bring their ideas. And, and
1: we are, like, as we want their ideas, th- the good ones, in the party. I like economic populism. I just also like, you know, black people and women <laughs> right. and gays. Right. And right. they matter to me. And I'm not, I'm not interested in having an argument about identity politics, but I like economic populism and I like free health care and I like free college and I like some of those ideas. But – you can't just walk in and like, okay, we're here now. It's like it's we're like the mediocre white and dude analogy or
0: the highway. Just like and- come
1: and sit down and be like, okay, here's what we have to have, or we're just gonna blow everything up. And it's like, well, no, you. Don't, it's the the sense of entitlement is so insane. Like, come do the work.
0: Let me let me jump to the ultimate problem I have here. Um, ultimately. Where is this all going? And where I fear it's going is that the Bernie people nationwide in here in Colorado will rat fuck the primary. Mm-hmm. Kaufman will win. Mm-hmm. They will either celebrate or stand over the the dead campaign and say, see what happened. See what you made us do. See,
1: Levi would have won.
0: <laughs> Whatever. Um, <laughs> and so all, and, and then. Uh, and again, this is my problem with this. Now, it's not completely monolithic. I, there are some people of color and, and others who have these feelings. But generally, it's middle-to-well-to-do young white people who have the comfort of having that position while too bad immigrants, too bad Muslims, too bad LGBT people, too bad the environment, we didn't get our way. So fuck
1: everything. So you get Republicans. Yeah. And remember like Colorado is a state that has a very large immigrant population. Yes. And we are currently fighting against a ballot initiative to have, uh, you know, we're Denver's a sanctuary city Mm -hmm. and we're very proud of that. Um, our
0: Tom Tancredo is trying to criminalize. He is
1: trying to criminalize our ability to be that, um, we're a bastion of blue in a sea of red Mm -hmm. and our governor and our state, um, house and our attorney general, hopefully Phil Weiser, if we get him elected, um, are going to be the front line of protection against some of these most insidious policies of this Republican takeover of the world. And they, they currently are. And this idea that like, well, if I don't get my Bernie bro, then you can just have Republicans is really dangerous because, There are a lot of people in this state that are being protected currently by having some Democrats in positions of power. And if you take that away, um, you know, the Master Cake Bake Shop, the the whole Supreme Court Mm -hmm. case about public accommodations and gay people that happened like a mile away from our house. Yeah. Um, There's a battle in this state. And the battle for the soul of our state is ongoing. And right mm-hmm. now we're winning. And for people who claim to be on the left to come in and just shit all over it and fuck it over so that we can just give it to Republicans is dangerous. And it will hurt actual people that I fucking know and myself and people that I care about. And I'm not having it.
0: Yeah, again, and ultimately it, it comes back down to the most vulnerable. Yes. Are the most screwed and the most vulnerable are the least likely to. To buy the message that they're trying to push, and right. instead of tr- them trying to figure that out and relate more, they're trying to woo the working class white voters, and they are they are complacent and and happy to just rat fuck it if they don 't get their way yeah and so i can't there's no and so for basically compromise there. why
1: don't you just go be a Republican at this or, point? Or you start may your as own well party. just go be if you start the doing party. this is. Helping Republicans win in this state, and that is the one thing we can't have. We have such a delicate balance. We have control of the House. the Republicans have control of the Senate by one seat, one seat. and we have a Republican or a Democratic governor, Republican Secretary of State, like the, it's a serious swing state. Mm-hmm. We are purple as can be. And we're really hoping to make it more blue.
0: You know, if there is a strategy, and I think the the Bernie people know this, is that the the could they will keep rat fucking us, and there will be continual losses until we just bend to their will. Like,
1: yeah, I'm never like gonna do that. That's their plan. Well, I'm never gonna do that.
0: No, certainly not. It, it, when they they keep decrying identity politics, mm-hmm. when the white, mostly men <laughs> decry identity politics, <laughs> they and can
1: then go they fuck wonder themselves.
0: why they lost, or they just keep saying we lost. Cause- <laughs>
1: Because something of, was of something was rigged and something yeah. was corrupt. And it's like, no, because you're not a Democrat, because Democratic Party values are about minorities and underprivileged people and vulnerable people. And those are our that's our core values. And
0: again, I've harped on it again and again and again. What I really, really hoped Bernie Sanders and his minions would have done after the primary is go, we didn't we didn't connect with the core of these voters. We need to figure out how to do that. And yeah. instead, they just.
1: Want to burn it burn all down? It, burn
0: everything down. Yep. And say we need to chase those disgruntled Trump voters. It's like,
1: Just okay, fucking make your own party and leave us alone. <laughs> I'm not interested. I'm not.
0: Well, sort of wrapping up the whole Tillman, yeah, DCCC thing. If you can.
1: All right. Straight talk. It's gross. I know. It's sad. The audio's bad. I know. What he did is so fucking normal. And if you didn't know that, I'm sorry that you just had a rude awakening. But this is not like earth shattering. It's why Travis was like, this isn't going to go anywhere. And I was like, no, it is. (laughs) It is because your average Joe doesn't.
0: Well, it's like the hacked DNC emails, right? Like yes. we were, we were just like, we were scratching our heads and we going. I kept reading them like, what? This, is,
1: what, this, th- this is just normal. Yeah. What is, what, what?
0: This is like how campaigns work. And yet yeah. it was presented by the New York Times and everybody else is just shocking and just crazy and corrupt. No, no, and it's like, no. this is literally politics. Yes. But, but see, that's why people like Roger Stone and Julian Assange were smart and said, yeah, this is politics as usual, but we leak it. It's going to look really bad
1: because we because it, when we do ourselves a disservice when we speak about politics in a way that euphemizes what it looks like yeah. to your average voter, yep. we do ourselves a disservice by doing that. Because yes. I think if we were just honest um, about politics and how it works, and people understood it better, well, less people would vote. Probably.
0: Yes, I was wondering where you were going with that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um,
0: How how the sausage is made, they say, is not pretty. Yes,
1: no. Actually, a professor at my uh, alma mater, CSU, uh, was the first person to come up with the sausage analogy in terms of legislative politics. He's an expert in the field, John Strayer.
0: But again, uh, so the Bernie people, if we had a Bernie person here, they would argue, well, that's the problem. And we want purity in democracy and it's like okay but you're but you bitch when you don't get the the DCCC money and you you bitch and bernie was saying no I'm still not out of it yet cuz the superdelegates might vote for me even though I want to do away with superdelegates and right. like there's no purity right. of cause here and then no. when bernie opens his mouth and supports like an anti choice candidate yes. somewhere we say wait wait what happened to the left wing purity and then they turn around and try to make make say so don't argument- talk about
1: identity politics it's all about economic <laughs> equality and I'm or we like, have
0: to make compromises <laughs> and it's like no dude. okay your
1: message is fucked up and muddled and it makes no sense and if you don't care about reproductive rights then you don't care about economic equality right um so go fuck yourself there tom perez did you hear this week just came out and said like um the democratic party has basically a hard line Now, we're not fucking around about reproductive rights anymore. We have a hard line. If you're going to be a Democrat, you're going to support women's right to choose and birth control and reproductive rights in general. Because it came out out of the mouth
0: of Tom Perez, I'm sure the
1: Bernie people hated it. Probably. Again, I don't care. Just go away and make your own thing. Just stop. Why do you get a right? Why do you think that you have the right to say shit about my party when you're not a fucking part of it? It's none of your business. Don't worry about it. Go do your own thing. Don't you don't need to be. Don't worry about it. Like Just stop. You're not a part of it. It's not affecting you. Just go the fuck away. But I was really proud of Tom Perez for that. And I'm sure they hate it because, well, what if the candidates for reproductive rights but not for free health care? Like, I don't know. (laughs) Okay, but that's a good hard line. Yeah. And a very basic one that we should have had for a while now. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad that he came down on that side. Yeah. So anyway, wrapping up, uh, I think this does a lot of damage ultimately to this race. And that is really unfortunate because this is the one we've been trying to win and we really were on, on Mark to do so. And I I think this is gonna do long term damage to it because this audio, all he has to do is just play the audio. Yeah. Mike Kaufman. Whoever wins the primary, which will be Jason Crow. Probably. He'll just play the audio. Oh. And all the Pelosi haters the and pick. all the he is unaffiliated the golden voters. voters boy of
0: Nancy Pelosi. Of Nancy and Pelosi. Pelosi. And Steny she basically Hoyer.
1: Nancy Pelosi and Steny Hoyer had a baby and shat Jason Crow <laughs> out of their fucking wombs. And here's your candidate. And yeah. he's not. That's not who he is. He's a really fucking good guy. Well,
0: he's gonna have to overcome that with a really good campaign. And the
1: other problem that he has is um, that he's a lawyer. And
0: yes. let me just get to this thank, really quick thank before you. I'm we glad you forget, brought that up.
1: because this is this is important. So this guy is a lawyer, and, and he, he works, works for a huge big, law firm, big law. And I'm sure you could find that information out if you Google him. And uh, it's one of the big law law firms, and.
0: It's like one of the tallest buildings literally in downtown Denver.
1: Yes. It's name <laughs> on the side of it. Yeah. Um anyway, he's been getting some criticism from uh some people who I think are probably Levi fans, um, about the cases that he's chosen to work and
0: Well, that his firm correct, has worked on. That
1: his firm has worked on. And in some cases, earlier in his law career, the cases he has worked on. And I would just like to be really clear about something for a minute. When you work for a law firm, you do not get to choose who the law firm has as clients. Mm-hmm. And if you're an associate and not a partner, right? Associates are people who are like starting out yeah. in their first like six or seven years. Usually um, we have what's called a billing attorney and a responsible attorney. Mm-hmm. The Billing attorney is the partner, right? They bring in the business and basically, then they make the associates do, do all, all of the, the work. work. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> those are the responsible sure. attorneys, right? Sure. Um, those associates do not get to pick what cases they work on. They no. don't get to pick what work they work on. They no. don't get to pick what clients they work on. They don't get to pick any of that. They
0: don't get to they are pick assigned lunch.
1: They don't get to pick anything. They're assigned <laughs> work. They work 10, 12-hour days. Yep. Um they don't get to pick anything. So it's not like Jason Crow was like, you know what I really want to do today? I want to litigate a case that I have to um, defend an insurance company against a claim by like a disabled kid. Right. Like he doesn't get to fucking pick that. No. It's his job. So, and in most of the cases that they want to bring up, it's not even he was the responsible attorney. It was just the firm itself Well, Republicans have
0: gone after politicians who used to be like even public defenders. Oh, this guy defended a murderer. It's like,
1: that yeah. is his, that was his job right because we have a defense system and right. we have that's how it works so yeah but people that don't know <clears> any <throat>
0: better you just hear that and well, oh, well that's people terrible.
1: hate lawyers for no reason <laughs> I Well, mean,
0: sometimes for good very good reasons <laughs> I'm a, fact, I'm allowed, fact, allowed, some people who work for them hate them for i'm allowed to reasons. hate lawyers
1: okay <laughs> you guys are not just saying um <laughs> <laughs> hating them on principle is ridiculous because they are yeah what makes our legal system function and anyway yes so all of those arguments are nonsense like just don't don't buy into any of that anytime a lawyer is running for office this is always how it is they try to be like oh this person did like just it. people are allowed to have representation
0: yeah Anyway, the bottom line is this is divisive. It's not helpful in the overall, if there ever was real attempt at unity between the Bernie wings and Hillary wings, because we will never stop relitigating the 2016 primary. And this is not good for trying to win back the seat. Um so it's
1: really damaging.
0: I I don't know what the point of this was, I guess to whistleblow and shine a light on what some people think is the unfair practices of the DCCC. And
1: try to win a primary so that we can fuck the general and not win the seat back. Great.
0: Great. Congrats. Uh, I, I, as more stuff unfolds, we may talk more about this, but I think that's all we have to say about it at the moment. Yeah. Um we, you know, we might chime in some more when we think of some more stuff. But uh, we're going to take a quick break, and when we get back, oh, man, do we have a laundry list of stuff that happened outside of the state (laughs) this week. There's no chance we'll get to it all, Uh, so we might go a little extra past the Netroots people, and I will post the podcast in a timely manner this time, I promise. Okay, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Going to uh, lead us off just by reading something.
1: Doing a new segment called "Shit Travis Read" during the break, and is going to read to Rachel and break <laughs> her. So I've switched from black tea to a small cup of wine because apparently we're going to talk about involuntary celibates now.
0: Yeah, this this might make uh, this is a radio first. You're going to hear somebody spontaneously combust. On the air. Oh, God,
1: um, I don't even know what I'm in for, but the whole subject is just so very upsetting. This
0: is something that Talia Lavin, who works for the New Yorker, I want to say, yes, uh, she pulled this off a subreddit about incels.
1: Oh, God. Okay.
0: It goes something like this. People make it sound as if the, quote, incel rebellion is a laughing matter and that people don't understand problem. The incels are not the problem, but rather they are a symptom that something is very wrong in our society. Agreed. And unless their legitimate grievances are addressed. Wait. Hold on. This could very soon spiral out of control, just like what happened in Iraq, Libya and Syria Wait. when their respective governments refuse to address and deal with the legitimate grievances a portion of their population. had. Hold on. Incels spring. Hold on. Just let me finish. Wait. Trust do me.
1: Do I? I don't get to chime in
0: at all <laughs> you have to hear the whole thing first because it's
1: but we're what we're saying right now just to be clear is that incels involuntary that's what involuntary celibates just in case you didn't know we call them incels or they mm-hmm. call themselves that or whatever yeah we're relating that to the arab spring and they have quote legitimate grievances oh
0: it gets so much better. okay
1: all right okay strap in
0: calling the incels a bunch of quote virgins and frustrated losers with communication skills equal to that of an autistic potato is oversimplifying the problem. Yes, they are all that, but why are they frustrated virgins? The real issue is that with the advancement of makeup, healthy what? at any size bullshit. What? Feminism and through social engineering a lot of women have become detached from reality. Wait. <laughs> The reason these incels aren't getting laid is because women with a sexual market value equal to theirs use makeup to go to a 3 out of 10 to a 7 out of 10. False marketing, in my opinion, and should be a punishable offense. Stop. To fuck with men above their league. I don't know if this is satire, by the way. I'm hoping it is.
1: No, it's not.
0: Probably not. Hold on. It gets so much better. But. uh, Strapping.
1: You're just going to read the whole thing. and I just have to sit here. Yes. You're going to have to reread it because we have to go through point by point.
0: <laughs> so I suppose that rather than making incels look bad, we look at the reasons they've become this way and what steps we can take to deconflict and reverse things. De-conflict and reverse things. Because let's be real. Calling them names, labeling them a terrorist organization, etc. isn't going to make the problem go away. There are several ways I want to propose we do this. one. Women are are no longer allowed to wear makeup, (laughs) i.e. falsely advertise, quote, their beauty. (coughs) I don't know why theirs in scare quotes. And hence, stop them from banging guys above their league. Oh, oh my God. Two, women are only allowed to date men with equal sexual market value to them. What
1: the fuck are we talking about? And I
0: guess this guy decides. (sighs) State-mandated tests should be made.
1: State-mandated
0: tests. And everyone get and everyone get a sexual market value card. Oh
1: my god. Ranging what them is happening? From
0: 1 out of 10 to 10 out of 10. Like an ID card. Sounds like a rejected Black Mirror script.
1: Oh my god.
0: 3. Every Statement. every time a woman sleeps with a new man, she lose one rank on her sexual market value card.
1: What did you just say?
0: Until she reached the lowest rank, which is 1 out of 10.
1: That's an unwoman, I'm pretty sure.
0: Yeah. There's no 4 there's no way to rise through the ranks other than through exercise. What? What? (laughs) What? It is a Black Mirror episode now. Five, women with more than nine sexual partners and single moms (laughs) should be forced by the state to date and have sex with incels that can't get any women despite the above changes. This would deal with the problem, not the symptom, and is the way we deal with everything from counterproductive What? The way we deal with everything from counter piracy to counter terrorism with sex cards. What? The incel threat is real and should be treated the same way. So moving on. um, (laughs) Fuck off. (laughs) Let's
1: just let's just.
0: I'm sorry. I just I I couldn't resist. Let's
1: just unpack that. Oh, my God. Okay.
0: So this is purportedly written by a non-incel to try to deal with the incel problem, which I doubt.
1: Uh,
0: keep in mind, I think this that is you broke some, my brain. I, I, I know. don't
1: even know what to say.
0: <laughs> keep in mind, this is just some jackass on Reddit.
1: Oh no, but this is not just some jackass on Reddit. Okay. This is this is it. Yeah. Right. And. I think that I kind of wish that we had... Maybe we'll do this next week. I'll get one of our lovely lady friends to come talk to us because I feel like I'm having a hard time expressing the actual terror that women are feeling when this shit pops up. And the women that I know have been aware of this incel thing for a long time. Yeah. And it's a thing that we talk about amongst ourselves And it's a thing we know about and it's a thing you try to just shove back and not think about. You can't live in a world where you know these people exist (laughs) and feel any sense of safety or security or any sense of like men are not terrible, scary, awful monsters.
0: Well, let's let's back up and explain that in Toronto there was that terrorist attack where a guy mowed down however many people, killed nine, injured 16. Everybody assumed it was an ISIS thing. But it was actually no. an incel thing.
1: Correct, Elliot Rogers mm-hmm. incel thing. These yeah. are these these are not just like this is the thing I keep hearing from men and not you and not the good men that I know. But I this is what I keep hearing is like, oh they're just internet trolls and oh it's just you know they're just like that like guy said like frustrated virgins and like oh it's just don't worry about it and it's like. Don't worry about it is not a thing when these, pe- these... These are not internet trolls. These are terrorists. These are people who create actual harm. Like, they're that serious. Yeah. That Clearly. That they murder people. Obviously. Okay? So it's not... I'm not being oversensitive. Right? Yeah. The, two the, two the, the,
0: massacres in the last five years or however long it's been. I think
1: it's only been like Two. Um, two three years, right? Elliot
0: Roger was at least five years ago, I think.
1: I don't know, but it doesn't matter, right? Like the, this is not a small thing. It's not a thing that I'm being hysterical about. This is a real thing. And this thing that you just read is like, it's perfect example right. of right how they feel. And this guy maybe has sex occasionally, so <laughs> that's fine. And 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 remember too, like the incel movement is not. Separated from the alt right and from like the pickup game people and like the whole it's what they call the, the manosphere, they yeah. keep calling it the manosphere, right. the men's rights activists, and all of that. Like, I can deal Ethics with men's rights
0: in gaming journalism,
1: right? All something. of that stuff. So, maybe this guy's not an incel and he's just a misogynist, um, trying to help out the incels. But let's just back up and let's just unpack some of that because this, this fucking. I guess what I'm trying to say is that like, it's hard for me to express and have you fully understand when this shit pops up in the news, like the actual terror that the women in your life, it's like, it's like a trigger. Well,
0: Well, everybody, because this guy in Toronto didn't spare men.
1: No, they hate men too. That's the interesting part of the incels. They call them Stacey's and Chad's Mm -hmm. and Stacey's and Chad's are conventionally attractive people who can have sex with whoever they want. According to them, and then there's the Becky's, because we
0: because you and I just have sex with everybody we want all the time at a moment's notice, right we We see we see an attractive person, and we're just like, <laughs> you, hey, let's, let's go go into the
1: closet that's how it over works. there that's how it works yeah for
0: sure right sure yeah mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they would think I'm a Becky, so they yes. classify women in two ways. One's a Stacy, which is like, your conventionally attractive, luscious blonde hair. It's not
0: even conventionally attractive. It's a porn star, basically.
1: Yeah. It's Stormy and then, Daniels. Basically. Yes, and yeah. then there's the Beckys, which are like Daria, angry feminists who hate men.
0: Yeah, no. There's, and
1: dye their hair blue.
0: There, there's Daria and with blue hair, and there's Stormy Daniels, and those are the only kind of two women that exist, exist at all. Period.
1: And neither of them wants to fuck him. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> He's very angry about that.
0: Yes. Yes. yes.
1: Okay. So. All right, so let's just break down his four ideas really quick. He had four, right? Makeup was the first one. Yeah. Yeah, correctly. yeah. No,
0: the the first one was women are no longer allowed to wear, wear makeup. makeup
1: because it like it's false advertising. It's false
0: advertising. Cuz if if a woman wears makeup, poor men will be fooled into thinking they're more attractive than they actually are, which means something. Step 2 profit? I don't I don't know what The logic is there. When we why that's a problem for ourselves. When we first
1: met, what did I tell you? Like I think like one of the first times we ever talked, I said like we were having a conversation about feminism and whatever, Uh and like I was like, I I wear makeup, and I wear makeup because I love it. Right, and 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 I was like, it's a deal breaker for me when men have things to say about it. Other than it looks nice,
0: and I think I said, "Why would a man have anything to say about about your, your choice of makeup?"
1: Mm-hmm. And I said, "Oh, they have so many things to say about it."
0: And that was news to me. Yeah, I, mean, I didn't. You I didn't had no heard idea of such a thing. <clears throat> like, unless you yeah. wanted to like wear clown makeup, like John Wayne Gacy or something. Or like, like,
1: yeah, like I'm a fucking juggalo or something. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Then I might be like, "Eh,
1: it's a bit much for IHOP." <laughs> yeah, yeah. But other than that, no. The number of times men have said to me, "You wear too much makeup." Mm-hmm. Why do you wear so much makeup? Your lipstick is too dark. Your which I always wear red lipstick or purple. Which I, anyway, the, men have so many things to say about my makeup choices.
0: Yeah, but then if you didn't wear makeup, they'd have things to but say. But then too.
1: if I don't wear makeup, it's God. You look really tired. And why? <laughs> why you don't you care? Why don't why you care you about your appearance? And yeah. what? 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 You, you no, letting you can't yourself win. go. You
0: can't win. Yeah.
1: Okay, so fuck you. Um, I also, my one of my favorite tweets from women was like, do you seriously think I have like 17 shades of um, red lipstick from MAC because I'm trying to let you know that I decided like that I fucking care what you think? Like, women do not wear makeup for men. Women do not wear make. Let me just repeat that. Women do not wear makeup for men. Okay. I don't. I don't. I wear it because I like it and I think it's fun and it's self-expression uh-huh. and I... I'm good at it and I like it and sometimes I I don't too and that's also okay.
0: I do remember this conversation and I remember thinking why is she bringing this up? Why is this important? Like I I didn't find it off-putting. I'm just like okay you wear makeup and what?
1: Right and now you know like (laughs) it's a whole thing. Now
0: I know I just didn't understand at the time why it needed to be like like. Because
1: I can't because it's like it's like. Just instant, I don't want to know you anymore, if you talk about it. If you have an opinion, other than, gosh, your eyeliner is super on point today, or like, I love that shade of red on you, uh-huh. or something, anything that's not just like a specific compliment about my makeup, I just, then I don't want to know you anymore.
0: Because have you brought this up to men before, and they're like, oh, well, I have very strict guidelines Well, I about- didn't
1: bring it up, but people would say it okay. without me saying anything, and it was just like, no, okay. no, okay. no.
0: Okay. Well anyway, this guy rule number one is ostensibly because if you wear makeup you you seem prettier than you actually are. Also, and then if you didn't wear makeup, it would you it would be more realistic that you would need to have sex with incel men. Gross I, men. I don't understand.
1: Also, I would love to point out just really quick for the ladies out there, because they're gonna love this and they know. Um, there's a lot of men that post pictures of women that they think aren't wearing makeup. And they're like, see, look at how natural her beauty and is. totally wearing makeup. And I'm like, do you know how many shades of shit she has on her face yeah, right now? Do you yeah. think her, like, what? <laughs> do you think makeup is? Daenerys <laughs> no Targaryen doesn't wear any makeup. She look at her natural beauty. <laughs> like, do you have any idea how much shit she has on her face right now? Okay. Obviously. Anyway.
0: You want me to move on to number two? I do. Women are only allowed to date men, and he puts only in all caps, with equal sexual market value to them, state-mandated tests—oh, must be a libertarian—should uh, be made to—made and everyone get a sexual market value card, like a Costco card, I guess, ranging from 1 to 10 to 10 to 10, like an ID card.
1: Can I say they're so obsessed with this 1 to 10 scale? It is, like, in every misogynistic Manosphere thing that exists. There's this one to ten obsession huh. with rating women on this scale, and I, it's always so interesting is to that because, because of Bo like, Derek? who decides? <laughs> is it? It's very subjective, right? So, like, yeah, you know, I'm a, I'm like a four to one guy, and like a nine to another, and like a one to one, especially by this measure. Well, no,
0: this guy wants the state, the quote. So the state mandates
1: my sexual market value, which is another really interesting way of just making me a commodity. Sure. It's a way of saying, I don't actually have human value. I have market value.
0: Yeah. He doesn't go into detail about how the state does that. Is there like a committee? Do we have to form like a Uh, new
1: bureaucracy, like a cabinet department in the government? Is it legislative? Is it judicial? Is it executive? And
0: you have to like go in every year to get re...
1: Right. Because once you're like 35, 40...
0: Go, you're, you're just, just automatically a one, fast, right?
1: Right. <laughs> just, uh, anybody over the age of like 26, pounds,
0: God forbid,
1: or, or you know, <clears throat> cut your hair short or dye it blue. Right, because it's
0: your responsibility to, well, no, it's not your responsibility to be the highest number, but you have to, you have to have sex with people who are, have the same number. That's why, again, it's and like a weird where, black mirror this thing. is the
1: other fun part, is how we judge men's, uh sexual market value to use his language versus women's so who decides is this guy going to decide what men are fuckable and which ones no aren't? no yeah he
0: says everyone gets a card so right. we get cards too
1: right you get cards too so
0: all the men in congress will <laughs> the men will all be tens <laughs> so they could fuck everybody see how this works
1: but they can only fuck tens
0: no i thought i think they can they can fuck Lower than 10s, but women can't fuck higher because he doesn't say anything about the men not being able to go down in number. He just just says the women can't. Okay, that makes sense.
1: And no,
0: no, to to him.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And it's based on how many sexual partners I have, too. (laughs)
0: Yeah, it's like something out of. Like, <laughs> idiocracy meets The Handmaid's Tale meets Black Mirror, it, 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 it's, yeah, it but it it's brain damaged.
1: But I, so, if I have more than, so, every time I have sex with a new man. A new man. A new man. Then my number goes down by one.
0: Yeah, that's another weird tenant of this. Like, now there's this sort of, like, chaste thing that's brought into it. Like yeah. this, It's, like, you're on the strict, like, you, you know, you need to have sex with more unattractive men, but not too many because he doesn't, he doesn't say like, yeah. Like, what
1: if I fuck like 20 incels? Does that oh, like make my, my like number go 10? up?
0: No, it goes down. No, it goes down every time. He didn't think this through very well, I don't
1: think. I don't, I mean, really? like, well, You don't think so? No, if, <laughs> if I was
0: him, I'd make an allowance. <laughs> like, like the women can, women can, can fuck a lower number and that doesn't count against their rating. That, that should be like, that makes more sense, right? Okay. I'm just I'm trying to, I'm trying to exist in this psych, in psychopath's this space. head. It's scary, believe me. I'm just I'm trying. I'm trying to make sense. And
1: what was the thing about exercise?
0: I'll get to that. Okay. The woman who sleeps with a new man she lose one rank on her sexual market value card until she reaches the lowest. I guess there's no going below a one. So what's even the one you can fuck anybody? So I guess want? once
1: I'm at nine, I can just fuck everybody.
0: When you're a one.
1: When I'm a one. Yeah.
0: Then just fuck, fuck everybody. It. He doesn't say like you get into negative numbers. Like no, the, the Black Mirror. I'm just a
1: one. And like social thing. At least I'm, I'm going for one. Right. Oh, yeah, sure. But I'm not. Well, except I'm not allowed at that point to fuck anybody above. You have to my yeah, one yeah, I can only
0: fuck a bunch of more ones. So good luck.
1: But men don't have this system, right? No, if well, men fuck not. more than nine no. people. Oh, that doesn't matter. That's fine. No. But if I fuck. I mean, I'm already a one. At this you're, point. A, you're a one. <laughs> so, so by his measure, I wear makeup.
0: Yeah, it's Blake Farenthold and, and Elliot Broidy for you.
1: <laughs> I object. <laughs>
0: well, they have connections, short. so they'll be 10, so don't worry about it. All right. Um, <clears throat> okay. Uh, there's no way to rise through the ranks other than through exercise. That does doesn't,
1: he, de- he doesn't even elaborate on that.
0: No, he doesn't. So what does that mean? Like I mean, you do like two hours of cardio and you get like a percentage of a point? Or, how does it work? He doesn't say Do I get look? this is just a broad outline. OK, this is not <laughs> this, he's <laughs> he's working on the Constitution. These are just like the, the very basic tenets. OK, OK, through there'll exercise, be a, there'll be a whole subject is
1: exercise. So mm, does that count?
0: That's that's a loophole. They're going to have to close.
1: What if I have sex with the same guy multiple times? That's fine.
0: I don't think that matters. He's only saying a new person new lowers guy. your rank. New guy, because
1: like sluts and yeah, shit. Yeah, b- but
0: Bob the incel, you can have sex with 100 times. It's not going to ruin your, your rating, so you're safe there.
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay.
0: So you're good. Uh, what if
1: I fuck somebody outside of my, above my rank? What happens?
0: He doesn't specify that either. I'm assuming it's punishable by something. Okay. I, I don't know what. I'm not
1: sure what happens if that happens.
0: Yeah, he says you're only allowed. He doesn't say fuck. He says date, but I'm assuming he means the same thing by that. With equal sexual market value to them.
1: Who's going to stop me?
0: The, uh, the, the Excel police? police? I don't know. Okay. All Mike right. Pence? I, I don't know. He would love this job so much. Five <laughs> women with more than nine sexual partners. <laughs> oh, see, this is what happens when you get down to the. Oh, run. Okay,
1: good.
0: And single moms. Because that's totally their responsibility what? and fault if they're a single mom.
1: You totally impregnated yourself, you slut.
0: Yep. Should be forced by the state to date and have sex with incels that can't get any women, despite the above changes. I, that's weird wording, but you know what can you do? Okay, so that's
1: so that's the f- I'm I'm now living in a world where someone. Wants to take my makeup bag, which you can take my makeup bag or my life, but you're cold dead hands. When they pry hands. it out of your cold dead hands? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, that is going to be forced to have sex with um violent psychopaths who wish that I was dead.
0: But not too many of them.
1: But forced by the state to do so, because I've, ha- I've definitely had sex with...
0: Well, I suppose. I, I mean, you... I've
1: already met his threshold. Is all I'm saying.
0: Sure, but I suppose you could be voluntarily celibate. Like this is just like if you're gonna date and have sex, it's got to be with these people.
1: Well, he said, if you have had more than nine sexual partners, you are forced by the state to have sex with men when who incels. are incels, yeah, who are v- violently psychopathic and hate women.
0: Oh, that's right. You don't even get a choice in the matter I don't, anymore. You're no. Just...
1: I'm already a slut, so I'm forced now. Yeah. So forced rape. No makeup, exercise.
0: Okay, we're getting close to the Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, there's nothing about procreation there, though.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess can I have birth control or no? Because then I might be a single mom. So birth control has to be a part of this game, right?
0: He doesn't specify it, but you would you would infer.
1: I would infer that like we're allowed to like wrap it up, yeah. or I'm, like I, my IUD is safe. With sure. incels. I sure. don't think they care. No. I don't think they want kids.
0: No, no. Maybe they do. Maybe they
1: want to like, that'll make them feel like, I don't, I don't, I don't he, know. Again,
0: he doesn't specify. He it. doesn't specify. And, and remember, this was written by like a 13 year old boy.
1: It, maybe not though. Probably. No, that's the thing. You have to the, stop the writing. Doing that. The
0: writing sounds like a 13 year
1: old boy. But this is the problem is y'all men are like, oh, there are just trolls and they're 13 and they live. No. Okay. No, these you are, could be right. Uh, I don't know. This the man who with the Toronto attack, Elliot Rogers, these people, they're not thirteen year old boys. No. They're well, adult men. Yeah,
0: Elliot Rogers was in his early twenties, I think. He
1: was like twenty five, yeah. Yeah. And this guy it
0: was in his late twenties. Yeah.
1: These right? are not these are men across a spectrum and <clears throat> they exist in the world that I live in. They walk among me. And it's fucking terrifying. I'm going to read you something really quick. Okay. That uh, somebody posted on one of these incel groups and he, again, claims to not be one of them. But here's what he has to say. And people on my uh, thing. Okay. Here's what it says. Are you ready? Yes. I once approached a teenage girl around 14 years old by asking her for directions at first. Then I proceeded to ask for her name. She became afraid and started walking away. Imagine that. I followed her and then she went from walking to running briskly, from walking briskly to running. Smart girl. Her gait was peculiar because she ran like a newborn fawn, turning around every so often, trying to see if I'm still following Now, I want to make clear that I absolutely abhor rape and did not have any intention of in that direction, not molestation, not any of that. She had no reason to be frightened. I wasn't going to do anything. But the feeling when you follow a girl and she notices you and she tries to lose you or picks up the pace, that's a good feeling. You become important to her. You're no longer some random, insignificant face in the crowd. I know it's kind of a low-level behavior, but I do enjoy doing that. I go to another city, look for a girl that is walking by herself, and start following her. After a while, they notice you. After dark, after sunset, it may suffice to just walk in the same general direction as a girl that is walking in front of you. They become paranoid. I recommend you lonely incels try it sometime, just to make her afraid. If you know your limits and don't actually harass, let alone rape that girl, it should be harmless psychological fun.
0: Okay uh, where, where was that from Is that from another Reddit thing Yeah Or a 4chan or something Yeah Oh Jesus Christ Okay I'm nauseous now
1: Yeah The world Like It's not a, It's Not a thing that we're making up in our heads Yeah It's not This is out there And it happens All the time And it's fucking scary and to be like, oh, women are so sensitive. So we overreact to everything. Uh-huh. Why are we so paranoid? Like, <laughs> You become important to her.
0: Mm, I don't think that word that means what you so think it means. That is so
1: fucking terrifying. That's the headspace. Yeah. And it's just harmless. <laughs> harmless.
0: Oh, boy. Well, we got about... 13 14 minutes left for our net roots people oh
1: god we have so much to get through um
0: what do you want to touch on
1: well (laughs) (laughs) it's it's been so fun today um let's talk about bill cosby real quick since we're on the subject of disgusting men uh guilty on all three counts
0: but gets house arrest
1: but gets house arrest
0: because he's old and feeble and-,
1: and that matters for so many people who are not bill cosby yeah um that's a pretty good moment though i gotta be honest
0: it is it's you know it, it, it's highly symbolic but it's also means that we can see results here finally in, in this sort of sphere right
1: because remember that it was a hung jury last time. Yes. And when we talked about it last time we said I don't know that the prosecutor's gonna try it again because it was a hung jury and it's kind of a hard case because there's really only like one woman who's not outside of the statute of limitations and da 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 and then me too happened. Yeah. And then they retried it and they let twenty five women come into the court and testify against him as basically character witnesses. Mm-hmm. And he was guilty on all counts. Yep. And the thing that matters about that to me is twofold. One, his legacy is shit and it should be. Two, I think it's helpful for people to know that like it's possible that if you come forward with stuff like this, justice can be served.
0: It's also important because I think up until that moment, you still had a lot of America still very much in denial yeah. He was so beloved, and like, they still dad. air the Cosby Show, as far as I know, like on Nick at Night and stuff. Like, his legacy isn't that tarnished in certain ways, and and there's people I've talked to that, oh, I don't believe it can't be. Now these women just must be after his money. Like,
1: okay, yeah,
0: I I, I think him being convicted, I think does sort of change the narrative. Oh, I think wait it does too. Oh, okay, that I guess that really did happen.
1: It, I think it does too. And this is the other thing that I that I wanted to read really quick. Somebody put something on Twitter that I thought was kind of brilliant uh-huh. and I added to it and it said, this is at Mraz, goes by feminist next door. And she has this to say, can you name all 59 women who came forward against Cosby? Can you name half of them?
0: Can you name, can one you of name
1: them? five? Would you recognize them out of context? Do you want an autograph? Cool. So we can agree that women don't make rape accusations to become famous. And my note to that was, can you even remember the name of the woman off the top of your head who won her trial against him yesterday? Right. No.
0: That's a really good post. That's an excellent post. Let's stay on that topic. Uh, Meehan, the guy from Pennsylvania... Yes. whose excuse for harassing yes. his underling was that his he was his secretary. Yes. They were soulmates? Yeah. That was the guy, right? Yes,
1: that was the guy. The, well, he has resigned the,
0: and agreed to pay back the settlement money.
1: Yes. He his excuse was literally it's okay that I came on to her and made sexual advances because I felt that we were soulmates. Completely taking out of any possibility that she had autonomy and maybe didn't feel the same way about her like 70 year old boss and he was married with a kid and maybe she didn't feel the same way. (laughs) Doesn't matter because he felt like they were soulmates. Yeah.
0: Uh, Well, that didn't work somehow. Amazingly, that didn't generate the sympathy. Look, if
1: I think you're my soulmate, then I get to do whatever I want. Period. If I think you're my soulmate, then I get to have sex with you and I get to marry you and I get to tell you about it. If you're a man at least. Of course. White man. Yeah. Yeah. In power, especially. God.
0: Okay. uh, So he's out. Um, Yes. (laughs) You know, he was only there because it was a crazy gerrymandered district anyway. So it's just so fitting. Um, Anyway. And that'll be changed. Yeah. Yeah. In the fall. So that he was going to lose that seat anyway, probably. But next, uh, Tom Brokaw. And I need to, we need to talk about this. And I want to talk about the reaction from certain people who should know much better, and it's really pissing me off this morning. Okay. So Tom Brokaw has been accused of groping and trying to forcibly kiss a woman who he was working with in some capacity, I think quite a while ago. Okay. Maybe in the 90s or early 2000s. Okay. And she has just come out now and discussed two occasions where he did these inappropriate things. Um, and then, like, right away, a group of 60 women he's worked with including Rachel Maddow, have come out with a statement about how wonderful and professional he is and a statement of support.
1: Rachel Maddow?
0: Yes. Very disappointed. Now, let me let me repeat some things that should be obvious. Wow. If you have worked with a man in, in power in some capacity and he's he's been nothing but professional and cordial and he's never been inappropriate, but somebody else has accused him of being inappropriate, just because you didn't experience it doesn't mean somebody else did not
1: if you didn't murder everybody then you definitely didn't murder anybody
0: the the logic if you
1: kill your boss but you didn't kill everybody then you never murdered anybody right yeah
0: yeah the the logic is just astounding to me and it also pisses me off because what it, what it infers if if they want to ask Rachel Maddow one on one oh you hear this about Tom Brokaw like Oh, that's that's disappointing, and and it should be looked into. I have to say, though, personally, I I never experienced anything like that with Mr. Brokaw, but we should take this seriously. But that's that's not what a statement like this says. A statement. This is like, like a letter this, that they all signed yes, or some shit. Fuck them. A, a statement like Damn this it. very clearly infers that this woman must be lying. And if from they, a bunch of women, yes. And if they don't see that that it says that, if they don't see that. I don't know what to How do, do, do you, smack you sign your name in. to
1: a letter like that? As a woman, I can't imagine.
0: Now, look, you can look due process and look, let's see how this plays out and whatever you want to say. But but like a knee jerk letter like this is basically calling this woman a liar.
1: That's correct. And it's not by a bunch of men. No. It's a bunch of women. And I don't know, again. Maybe she's a liar. I doubt it. We, they yeah. never are. And it, let's not fucking call her one until, maybe, you know what, if they have evidence that she's a liar, say that.
0: Yeah, like we But know, if you don't
1: have evidence. Of course they do Either don't. way. And she said this happened. You fucking believe women. That's what we say, right? Believe women. Mm-hmm. So fucking believe women. So
0: Joy Reid got in some trouble this past week, which I don't know if we're going to get into. But Rachel Maddow should be on the hot seat for this, and she should explain herself.
1: Oh, she's on my fucking hot seat. That is
0: ridiculous.
1: I can't believe she signed that.
0: Yep. Yep.
1: It's a bunch of old white ladies, right?
0: Uh, I haven't seen the full list.
1: I'm gonna. Have but to but look there
0: was up. there were similar things for Matt Lauer. There were similar things. I think even for Harvey Weinstein. Like this happens like you, you're you chummy and you've worked together and you admire a person, especially like somebody like Rachel Maddow has idolized Tom Brokaw for decades. Right. And she got to work with him and it's such an honor and she, he mentored her. And so I can understand like the knee jerk reaction to say like, oh, he but he's been so wonderful with me and I'm telling you he's great. And it's like, but you can't think past that like two centimeters into what you're inferring. Yeah. So...
1: And you know what? It's different when somebody's your mentor and they know that you have places to go than when somebody's your boss, right? Mm -hmm. When somebody's your boss, they have power over you. And that's what gets these men off is power. And you could say the same thing as a mentor, certainly. But Rachel Meadow's also gay. Yeah. I don't
0: don't know if Brokaw was this lady's boss. I think they were collaborating on something. I'm not sure. And I'm sorry to speak out of turn. But again... These these people shouldn't be saying anything. If they get asked directly and you want to say, I've worked with Tom Brokaw, he's a friend of mine, he was nothing but cordial and professional of me, and you want to leave it there, you know, even that is somewhat problematic.
1: I think it's problematic,
0: yes. Sure, but but by signing a letter and, like, saying, here, get this out to the press, you're calling the accuser a liar.
1: Correct. Which is the one thing that we are all so angry about. Uh I, I have to
0: imagine that Matt is going to address this and hopefully apologize,
1: I, but we'll see. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm a little flabbergasted to be honest. Like that's really, really upsetting And, and maybe, maybe
0: I'm getting it wrong. Maybe I'm getting some of the details wrong. But as of this morning, before we started taping, that's kind of where we were with that. So, uh, yeah, we only have a couple minutes left. And for the Netroots people, I'm really sorry. We didn't get to the 8 million things that happened list. just on Thursday. Yeah. All the crazy stuff. Uh, if you want a quick digest. <laughs> Mike Pompeo got confirmed as Secretary of State Kim Jong-un. has met with the South Korean leader and they're talking about uh, peace and uh, Kumbaya flowers and happiness. The
1: president called Fox and Friends and they had to cut him off. He went on a
0: rant. <laughs> what else?
1: Um... Uh, okay, that's it.
0: Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Guess there wasn't that much.
1: Waffle House, the Golden State Killer, oh. um, Trump Tower meeting revealed to be with the Russian spy, mm-hmm. House committee repeats no collusion, Pruitt, Diamond and Sky. Uh, perjured them, silk? silk, whatever the fuck, testified and well, perjured for themselves. For some reason, we're Kanye West on is Hill. a garbage person, but we already knew that. Um, Ronnie Jackson, there's just there's we could <laughs> probably much. do like five hours of this, but we don't have that kind of uh, time or airspace. There, so what
0: else? There's got to be more than that because you sent me more this morning.
1: Yeah, <clears> we got the Pennsylvania soulmate guy.
0: Yeah. Okay. Ronnie oh. Jackson withdrew. He's not going to be VA secretary anymore. Although now Trump is defending him, so maybe they'll try to renominate him. Scott Pruitt was on Capitol Hill talking about how yeah he'll spend all your stupid taxpayer money on all the luxury vacations and panic rooms he wants. So go fuck yourself. Um, Manafort
1: judge said that it's like just shot fucking Sean Hannity down or I'm sorry, Manafort down (laughs) and said like, no, they didn't overstep the boundaries of the investigation. This is their literal job. Fuck off.
0: And two things in the Michael Cohen case. One, (coughs) they have delayed his stormy Daniels trial because they think he's going to be indicted by, (laughs) which I don't know the, like, and the Michael Avenatti's not happy about that. And I'm not sure the legal justification for delaying a trial just because you might be in trouble somewhere else. But I don't know. Maybe Armando will be able to explain that a little better next week on Kegro Show. Um,
1: Ben Carson wants to triple rent for the poorest Americans in uh, affordable housing. Yes.
0: And Sean Hannity has been doing that with all the properties he bought up with the help of HUD. Um, What else?
1: Gross anti-choice judges confirmed with yes votes from Susan Collins and Murkowski.
0: God, those two.
1: We can get into that. Mm. Uh, the Waffle House guy and the White House silence
0: oh yeah <coughs> Waffle House guy who saved countless number of lives and he didn't need a gun no Weirdly. of course we're conservatives think it would have been better if he had a gun and just sprayed bullets willy nilly into the Waffle House and then when the cops showed up and there was a black guy holding a gun I'm sure it would have well, ended just sure it would have been fine
1: for yes. him also he's like one of the more, like, just emotionally mature people that's ever appeared on yep. cable he's, news. He's an
0: amazing guy. Uh, meanwhile, they caught the Waffle House guy, who is obviously very mentally disturbed, and they took his guns away at one point, and then his dad gave his guns back to him because Second Amendment, a well-regulated and then they naked militia.
1: put it on—gave It gave him bail, bond, rather, mm-hmm. and then people freaked out, and they were like, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, the white guy who shot up a bunch of black people at a Waffle House— Well-naked— Right, gets but arrested. Just gotta throw that in because he was gets naked. Arrested, not killed, taken in, and like we should let him back out. He gets bail. We should let him back out till we have trial. What? Uh, I'm
0: sure it'll be fine. Yeah.
1: What? And then like dude in his grandma's backyard with a fucking cell phone gets murdered. Yeah, but that's fine.
0: Okay, that's it for the netroots, folks. Uh, download the podcast on Podbean. Um, it'll be out. Probably tomorrow, if yeah. not later today, because uh, we're going to be talking about much more. So for the Netroots people, stay active, stay tuned, stay involved, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Hello, and welcome back to Supplemental Testimony. <laughs> uh, a little bit extra since we did not get to everything and we had to basically harp on two subjects. Yeah. Um, but Rachel has more stuff. Okay. So
1: I want to talk about um, criticizing people from your own community when that community is a minority community. Okay, that's a thing that's hard, right? Like we don't like to do it. So
0: can you give me an example of what you're talking about?
1: Yeah, this week um, it came to light last. I think it was a couple of weeks ago that there was a lesbian couple, the Hart family, who drove One of the mothers drove a car full of adopted kids Uh, off a cliff in California. Right. So we knew that that happened, and it was unclear whether that was intentional or unintentional. Mm -hmm. Um, And then some things came out this week that were really upsetting about that family. Okay. So two white ladies adopted a bunch of black kids. Mm, Okay. And they... Abused those black kids. Oh boy! Okay. Pretty extensively, and then they kept moving mm. to get away from authorities, or who knows. And then they drove their car off a cliff, and those kids are dead.
0: Oh, oh boy! Okay.
1: And <clears throat> social services from I think it was Idaho, Oregon, Oregon, and Washington. All three had reports from neighbors and friends and anonymous people that said, hey, something's not going, something's not right here. Okay. Something's going on, right? Um, There was a teacher who reached out who had said, like, this girl came in with all these bruises, Mm. they're not being fed right, they're malnourished, there was a neighbor who called because one of the kids came over and kept asking for food and begging them not to tell his moms Mm. that he wasn't being fed um, there's a couple of anonymous tips that were given that was like, you know, the, this something's not right and nothing was ever done. Nothing was ever done about it. Whether that's lack of evidence or a bunch of other things that we're going to get into. I don't know.
0: Yeah. CPS is just notorious for missing stuff, but especially in Florida.
1: We're talking about the Pacific Northwest, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And... These are two white lesbians Mm -hmm. who adopted a bunch of black kids. Mm -hmm. And at one point, so I think part of why this case has gotten so much national attention, other than that they drove themselves off a cliff, is that one of their kids is famous for um, being at like a protest and having a picture of him hugging a cop. Okay, interesting. A little black kid, I think his name was Devon or Devon. I'm not sure how he pronounced it.
0: Interesting intersection and coincidence.
1: Yeah, it is. And he was one of the ones that went to the neighbor lady and said, I'm hungry. There were reports that um, they found a penny in the girl child's pocket, Mm -hmm. the mom's, and they demanded to know where she got it. And then they beat her and then they made her lay in bed for five hours. Okay. All of... Oh, no, that was a different story. Sorry. They just beat the shit out of her. Okay. About it because she... I don't know. I guess they thought she stole it. Then there was a story about how one of the moms ordered a pizza one night, but she would only give the kids like a tiny piece of it. And there was a bunch left. And in the morning there was none left. Okay. And so she made all the kids, there was five of them, go lay in their beds for five hours uh-huh. with no food and they couldn't move and they couldn't talk.
0: How old are these kids?
1: Oh, ranging from like four to like 14. Okay. And they're all black kids. And
0: how many kids total again?
1: Five. Five, okay. I might have that wrong, be four. I think it's five. Anyway, um, all black kids. Okay. And the kid, hugging the cop, Devin or Devon, and I'm not sure how he pronounced his name, um, told the neighbor lady that he was asking for food from that, like, I think my moms are racist. And I think that they're, you know, like that's... They're doing some weird thing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So.
0: And so the whole community basically was too afraid to say anything. Yes. to For fear of appearing racist or homophobic or something. There's
1: these nice white ladies that adopted these black kids kids and isn't it wonderful that they help these kids out and we don't want to appear homophobic and we don't want to appear blah, blah, blah. And as a member of the queer community, I would like to say it is our job to call people out and to say, you know. There are bad actors in every community, whether you're uh yeah. you know straight cis white male which we rail against all the time, but there are bad actors in every community well,
0: I want to get to a larger point and and it sounds obvious, but it's easy to get lost and in... we're called social justice warriors right yeah and and the whole point of being a social justice warrior is is not it's about like equality like yeah uh Non-white, non-cis, non-straight people should have the same rights as everybody else. That's what we're saying. We're not yeah. saying that they're better or all black people are wonderful. All LGBTQ people are wonderful and no. great and beyond no. reproach. No. Right. There are good <laughs> LGBT people and bad LGBT people and crazy LGBT people and wonderful LGBTQ people. It, it's it's about equality yeah. and and like uh, that that this worries doesn't me mean, like,
1: like me too it doesn't mean that like uh gay people shouldn't be able to adopt kids now well, right, right that's right. where this goes right. well, like, exactly no th- big, this big. this shows you what gay people do to kids and it's like there are hundreds of thousands of families uh,
0: obviously obviously. Have, you but you know but we need to remind people of that because the people on the other side want to make these dumb generalizations like Guess what? Um, Same sex couples are going to have domestic battery incidences and a lot of them are going to get divorced. Yes. Because they're people. Yes. They're people.
1: Because individuals are what make up a community. Yes. And some individuals are bad. Yeah. And my point is. I was talking to my work wife about this and we were talking about. calling out um black people for bad deeds okay and how that's sometimes really tough and we were talking about like kanye is a racist if he's a trump supporter he's a racist right and there was some athlete and i can't remember who it was who um like beat his wife or something and somebody on my feed was commenting about it and said like until like we have to address misogyny in the black community mm-hmm. um, if we're to be taken seriously and be credible about the other issues in the black community. Mm-hmm. And I think that's true, too, of every minority community. We can't say, well, you know, well, maybe, maybe. No, these were Violent, racist, abusive women who adopted children of color and abused them and then killed them. That's what happened. And the fact that they're LGBT does not explain away or excuse away or anything else what they did.
0: It's incidental.
1: It's incidental. It has nothing to do with what they did. Yeah. And we as a community have to say that is really bad. And that is really awful, and that can happen in any community.
0: Of course, it's like... We don't say, like, how If you're going to criticize cops for covering for bad cops...
1: How many times does abuse happen in straight households? We can go down that path, but I think it's important to say, like, you know, we're not saying just because we're queer, we're perfect. No, of course not. But I do think that that's part of the reason that these women were not... More hardly scrutinize that and white supremacy, right? Yeah. These two white ladies adopt these black kids and aren't they great? Yeah. And we don't want to criticize too harshly because we don't want to be accused of homophobia and they're white ladies. Mm -hmm. So they might become Marge Mm -hmm. and get mad. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. if these were white kids, though, I think this conversation would be really different.
0: Well, that happens all the time. You have mistreated kids, whether they're adopted kids or... um you know, just people's biological kids. This is not a new thing. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. At all. I know. So.
1: So anyway, I just wanted to talk about that and talk about like that in relation to sort of the Bill Cosby stuff um, about like, you know, we can be a minority that needs to have strong support within our community and with and outside of our communities but we also have to call out bad actors when they exist to of maintain course. credibility. Uh, about well, you know, we should
0: call out bad actors. Period. That's I
1: know, and and I'm not trying to put like a more. It's hard though when you're a minority, right? Like when this stuff happens, happens all the time. With well, white I think kids that's a good pivot, or, or you know, whatever. But we feel a stronger need to like defend ourselves uh-huh. than people who are not minorities
0: i i think that's a good pivot to kanye west yeah because kanye either doesn't see or doesn't care how the racist right-wing establishment is now using him as a pawn to bludgeon mm-hmm. everybody with mm-hmm. and say ah you see look how intolerant you are of this black guy with an opinion <laughs> and it's like <laughs> it's oh like, jesus how Tactics intolerant in we are
1: of a black guy with an uh, first, opinion. First,
0: let me let me talk about fucking Kanye, okay? Kanye West is an egomaniac who he's one of these guys. I can see why he kind of admires Trump, to be honest. He he he's one of these guys that feels like he has to be the center of attention. Yes. And he's a narcissist. He's a yes. narcissist and he's got he hasn't had an album in a while and he hasn't been in the news in a while and he ostensibly has an album that's coming soon. And I'm sure, look, I, I've worked in the music business for a long time. Like at the, I've known and talked to the people at the very highest levels of the music business who have made the most money you can imagine in the music business. Yeah. And I have a reason to be cynical because I know how these things work. Yeah. And I am quite sure that Kanye, in a room with his publicist or his agent or somebody...
1: Or all of those things.
0: ...said, how do I get me back in the headlines? Mm-hmm. And somebody but probably said, Kim Kardashian said,
1: angle. Nobody cares about it. Yeah, anymore, that's whatever. And like, we got to move on. What, right. What's the next thing? And
0: somebody, I'm sure, said, well, politics is hot right now. And he's like him or somebody's like, yeah, you can do the anti-Trump thing. Everybody's doing that. Big deal. No one will care.
1: And Connie's like, no. Fuck, whoa, whoa, whoa. No whoa wait to- a minute. Wait. Hold
0: on. Hold on. <laughs> it's going to sound crazy. What if I put on the red hat? Right. And everybody's eyes lit up and be like, oh, that's risky, man. You're going to take a lot of flack. He's like, yeah, but everybody will be talking about me. Yes. Everybody. And they're like, you're right. They're
1: everybody's right. Everybody's going to be talking will about be, you. And-, and
0: when that album drops, people are going to want to hear what's on it. Because is he going to say crazy pro-Trump shit? Is, he, like, is it going to be like, I mean, what... Yeah, you know, right know, what's wing gonna be on man. it? Yeah, what, what is, what is going on here? Everybody's and, gonna find it. Everybody's gonna download cover it. it. Pitchfork is it. gonna review the shit out of it because they're gonna wanna know. Yep. Like it's gonna it's gonna be fire. And he's and he's right. It's brilliant. It's it's a brilliant, just straight, cynical, PR, soulless entertainment industry, which I've worked in. It is yeah. fucking brilliant. Yeah. Because did it work, Rachel? Yes. Us. We, I, I, I couldn't name a Kanye West song. No. I am here on my podcast that I'm not getting paid for talking about goddamn Kanye West. <laughs> right. It's brilliant.
1: I don't even know a song that he did.
0: I, I don't, I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't I, this know. This is just not my – top 40 pop hip hop is not my thing. But, Except
1: Monáe, who We're going to talk about in a minute.
0: Well, yeah. She's, she's an anomaly to that because she, she is like the reincarnation of Prince.
1: Oh, she's a fucking
0: – In a female body. Oh, my God. So – but anyway –
1: and uh, also, I take offense to that, but we'll get to that in a minute. Well, but no, to make a so, crude analogy. Yes. But no, you're right. You're absolutely right. Because I was trying to make heads or tails of it, and I was I was talking to a friend of mine, and I was like, you know, I don't care about Kanye West. Like, before this conversation that we had, like, I don't care about him. It's just, for me, another, like... And I didn't think about it in those terms at the time. Yeah, I was well, just thinking yeah. like, is he Ben Carson? No, is he no, 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 is he Clarence Thomas? But there's no substance to he's what He's a publicity saying.
0: hound, and yeah. people have pointed this out every time he's got he's out of the news or an album is going to drop soon. He he disses somebody famous, or he says something crazy, or he says something controversial, or he says something offensive, and everybody's talking about him. And then his album drops. Right. It's, it's what and he does, and then
1: everybody buys it, and then he feels good, and he makes money. But my, but,
0: but my point was, other members of the black community are just like, no, 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 man, no. <laughs> now he wh- lost
1: nine million followers in seven minutes. Yeah, that's a fact. Yeah, which is crazy.
0: But then, then, then he'll have his reclamation thing. Oh, I've seen the light, and I was wrong, and I'm sorry, or whatever. Like he'll get ah. there eventually, maybe or maybe ah. not. Ah. But but here's the thing too. My point kind of is with this and, – and it's kind of upsetting me because it's just been very general spatting back and forth. I really would have liked somebody – and John Legend has done some of this. Like go point by yeah. point about why this is crazy. You want to talk about Charlottesville. You want to talk about ICE. You want to talk about uh, yeah. Stephen Miller. You want to yeah. talk about Ben Carson and what he's doing with HUD. You want to talk about Obamacare. Like there's so many things like very specific examples to talk about like why this is a stupid take. And, no, yes. and they're not really doing that, and, and,
1: and it's when more general you have,
0: Twitter spat stuff.
1: And when you have that position of... of you have that space in the public sphere mm-hmm. to speak and to be heard, and he does, what you say matters. Yeah. And when you say things that are antithetical to the health of your own community, that matters too. And... Fuck Kanye and fuck Trump, but it does matter that he said that, and I think, you know, yeah, but
0: but but the African American community is smarter
1: than you're giving. Of course, them they for are right there. I'm not saying they don't know.
0: Uh, I'm look. saying
1: I don't want white America to put up Kanye West and say, "See, okay, see," because uh, like, they they love a black guy who likes Trump they love it they love a black guy who agrees with them they
0: do but and they but can um, use it
1: and say you can't criticize him he's black you can't do it try how dare try, you try to, to criticize him, him. try uh, try and it's like no I can I absolutely can and Laura
0: Ingraham after literally telling LeBron James to shut up and dribble when when he criticized Trump is deifying Kanye West from-
1: I mean I, I'm not worried about the black community they look at this and, and they, they know they, they know go, exactly oh, what it is him. yeah I'm worried about but white oh, people oh he's trying to sell
0: albums yeah
1: yeah, yeah, they know. They're smarter than we are. Um, <laughs> yeah. they know. We, though
0: have to like parse this out. Why we is have this to par- why is famous this black, black guy guy man this? saying
1: that Trump is good? Let's have a five opinion pieces about why black people might like Trump. And it's like, no, no, stop <laughs> yeah. talking, stop talking, stop. Yeah.
0: Stop. But that but that's no. an important point, right? Like I I've I've looked at the things Kanye's saying and it's it's so obvious. It's just these dumb generalities. Right. Oh, it's he's strong and like he makes sense and he says what he o- Obama wants. Obama didn't just like help me. Chicago and Ugh. it's yeah. It, it's not like Obama he's talking about policy Chicago. or okay. getting into these like deep philosophical things. Well, maybe you know conservatism or policy could actually issues help the African issues. American community. No, no, he's not saying no. anything like that. Nothing substantial. It's so obvious, yeah. and yet here we are trying to parse it out and make sense of it. it isn't that crazy? It's like. No, it's brilliant if all you care about is getting your name in the
1: headlines. <laughs> and, and people buying your albums and people even buying if your albums like spite yeah. buying them to yeah. rip them apart.
0: And you know all those young white pitchfork reviewers want to say like Kanye was very controversial <laughs> and I hate what he said but I got to admit I listened to that album and it's good. It's like you know right. they're just dying to write that. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. It, Can we talk he, about he a different
1: black artist that's blowing my mind right now? Yeah. Janelle Monáe. She's great. Oh, my God. She's
0: great. I get to be one of the hipsters that said, I saw her when nobody knew her. Yeah. <laughs> yes,
1: back in 2010, <laughs> I saw her
0: in Austin opening up for Of Montreal, which is a famous, like, indie college rock band that you may have heard of. Never heard of, that. for you sure. You haven't even heard of them. I haven't heard of them. Yeah, I have. They're famous in those circles, but... Um, she was amazing and she had this amazing backing band and I was just like, who is this lady? This is great. And I was a fan from then on and now she's getting into acting and she's and then we, good. Just,
1: yeah. We saw the, um, NASA movie. What was it called?
0: Hidden figures. Hidden
1: figures. God, that movie was She good. played a
0: big role in that. She was, she really was good.
1: huge in that. And okay. Can I just briefly touch on two things? Uh huh. One, dirty computer mm-hmm. is like her, like, uh, purple rain like it's, yeah, that's why I made like the prince a comparison. Movie. Well, also he was her mentor.
0: Sure, that makes sense. And
1: one of the songs that she does is like just a perfect like unspoken tribute to him. Uh there's a lot of him in her new album, which is just lovely. And fuck, Prince knew talent when he saw it. Yeah, he did. He liked he was like, "Lord and Janelle Monáe are the future of music." And I'm like, "I totally agree with you." Um So, everybody watch that. It's 48 minutes long. I promise that you have 48 minutes. I promise that you've (laughs) scrolled your phone for longer than that on Twitter. Watch it. It's fucking amazing. It's like a little movie, but it also has her songs in it, which is her videos.
0: It's very Prince-like, something Prince would do, certainly. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yes. And, um... One of her songs is called. Except
0: it makes a lot more sense.
1: It, <laughs> does. it does. It does make does. a lot of sense. It's it's really it's really kind of like a Black Mirror um, episode yeah. with Janelle Monae music. It's fucking great. It's I watched it last night and I was just like I'm mind blown. So one of her songs is Pink P Y N K,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it's just like a love song for queer women mm-hmm. and. Is entirely queer women of color, and it is the greatest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, and, and from the
0: bit you showed me, it is, it is shameless, and it is unabashedly unabashed,
1: unapologetically unambiguous, unambiguous yeah, it's unapologetic not like
0: hinting or no alluding to no. Yeah, it is just no right out. In it the open. is.
1: Women Who Love Women, Here's Your Anthem. And it is fucking glorious. I love everything about it. And it is also really um, non-binary inclusive. Yeah. And so then she comes out this week um, as pansexual. Right. And there's this article. And I think it was the New York Times. And it was like... They
0: got it all wrong. Janelle
1: Monet comes out as pansexual. What does that even mean? (laughs) (laughs) And I was like...
0: for fuck's sake. You're the New York Times. <laughs> Walk outside. Anyway. No,
1: I want to just briefly. Because it was
0: an old white lady that was right with the dude, article.
1: Dude. Oh, yeah. yeah old white dude was like, what is pansexual da- did even Brooks mean? David Brooks write the article? No, thank God, no. Um, but they explained it and just for anybody out there who's not like fully aware of what it means, it's just like uh, a person who likes people, or, I'm sorry, sexually attracted and romantically attracted to people who um, come from any gender spectrum. So people who identify as men, people who identify as women, people who identify as non binary, an gender conforming. What's the difference yeah. between
0: that and sapiosexual?
1: Sapiosexual is people who uh, need to have an attraction to your intelligence. Okay. Pansexual is about genderless attraction. Okay. So you can be like trans, you can be non binary, you can be. Um, gender non-conforming, you can be questioning. It's basically just saying, like, it doesn't matter, right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> now, let me ask you a question. I have not followed the reaction too much, because it just came out a couple days ago, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, I think it
1: was Friday, but yeah. Uh,
0: Ten years ago, even five years ago, I think would have been pretty controversial. Yes. Now, what are you gauging I mean, I'm sure, like like, the Christian broadcasting, whatever. Oh, I'm
1: sure they're losing their minds. But like in the mainstream media, it's sort of like, um, we're gonna define pansexual for you, and it's gonna be okay.
0: And well, what about like Twitter and her followers, and like, is there been any backlash? You can
1: not that I can tell. I mean, I'm sure that she has a million trolls that are just saying terrible things to her, but generally, um.
0: It's kind of like, okay. It's
1: like, good. Okay. okay. well, that's, Wait, what does that mean? That's good. Oh, that? Okay. Okay. That makes sense. That's good. That's right? progress. Because I'm yeah. telling
0: you, 10 years ago, it would have been a big, big thing.
1: Oh, she would have been blacklisted and God knows what, 10 yeah. years ago.
0: No, yeah. oh, this is These too days, much. And,
1: and, you know, it's interesting, too, that, like, in the bisexual community, you know, we talk a lot about, like which is mostly a label at this point and it's like a political label rather than like a actual sexual preference like i identify as bisexual but i do that for like kind of political reasons mm-hmm. because bisexuals have like no visibility and like they're so like everybody hates them but in reality of course like i'm pansexual like i don't give a shit what your g- gender identity is right like i don't i don't actually care about that um so, and within the gay community, I think pansexuals are, are sort of like, uh, they're becoming like the, the little bee that buys were, which is because we're all kind of like forming yeah. a little new thing. When
0: you're talking about the older generation. Yeah.
1: The they, they're like, well, they, pick they, a side.
0: They're still resistant they're, to They're all pick all a side, right? Stuff. They're yeah. pick a
1: side. And I'm like, I don't have a side to pick. What do you want from me? Yeah. It I don't have, it's I don't have maybe. a thing that says in my brain In my biochemistry, I don't have a thing that says this person's genitalia and that person's genitalia matters to me or that their gender matters to me. It's just my brain doesn't work that way. And I understand that like, you know, gay people and straight people, they have that thing in their brain. I just don't have it. Yes. So I'm sorry that I don't have it, but I can't pick a side because that's not how my brain works. Right. And the same way that you were born straight and you didn't get to pick... I wasn't. I was born this way, and I don't get to pick which side. I don't have a side to pick. I don't want to pick. And it's not that I don't want to. I just, my brain doesn't tell me that that's what I Isn't want. Isn't it
0: part of it, like, the second waivers and the older generation, like, kind of had to pick? Like, a lot of them weren't sure, and so they just, like... Well... Like, okay, there's this, there's this small community, and it's going to be tough, but, but, you know, this is...
1: Their objection is that a lot of people came out as bisexual back in the day when coming out was really dangerous and what they really were were gay and bisexuals came out as like a a tip your toe in the pool to see if it's warm. Um, And then they would later come out as gay and then post that. So then that generation of people thought all bisexuals were gay or lesbian.
0: Right. And I remember. And then um, after um,
1: that, it uh, was like bisexuals are particularly female bisexuals are women who are doing it for men's benefit. (laughs) So like I want to make out with this girl in front of a man to make that man impressed. And trust me, that's happened to me, Yeah, but they've never acknowledged that there's an entire group of people who just my brain doesn't work that way. And I like, I, I swear to God, I've done so much soul searching about this and I promise that my brain just doesn't do that. That's not. I that's love not women really and I love
0: men. That hard for me to understand. It makes sense to me. Um, I, I guess. People I think still probably you've witnessed it. it. Sure, sure. That's part of it. But even like before, yeah. I don't know. I, I just do remember this movie from when I was maybe a teenager in my early twenties, and it was really, really popular. And I forget the name of it now. Big Hollywood thing, and it was supposed to be very edgy. This woman it divorces or splits up with her fiance and then is in a relationship with a woman, but it doesn't work out because eventually she realizes that she was actually straight.
1: Always. We're either murderers yeah. or we end up gay or straight.
0: Yeah. And, yeah. and Always. like, I just remember that being a little insulting. Yeah. And, and like, that didn't really make a lot of sense to me because it, it like reinforced the stereotype of like, what's very hip now for women to pretend or think they might be gay or bisexual, but they're really not. It's just this trendy thing and we'll make a Hollywood movie about it and yeah, I don't, How it's a thing I'm
1: glad I've never seen that movie
0: <laughs> You'd burn it down
1: I would But and, like it is a thing Like people do think that And and in some cases it's true right Like people get Women are more fluid in their sexuality I think
0: Yes but that, most of that, that experimentation comes Teens and college age and, and then
1: sometimes you get divorced in your 40s And yeah, you're like okay. maybe I want to fuck ladies But and
0: Then you give it a shot Not Yeah, really and, like, no. and,
1: and, and that's fine Everybody should be allowed to experiment With whatever of they want so should men. Everybody should be able to figure out. Well,
0: men do. See, this has been the thing. There's been study after study about this that, like, men are much more, you know, oh, no, that's weird. And I can't see another schlong in the shower, Got, you know, let alone actually yeah. touch one if I'm totally straight. And, like, they do, like, independent, like, anonymous surveys. And, like, yeah, men experiment way more. Yes. Way more than they let on
1: publicly admit to yes yes Yes. they do
0: that has been documented
1: yes that's absolutely true and dan savage has documented that as well like yeah definitely dudes are like i don't know i'd let a dude suck my dick let's see what that's That's, yeah let's
0: see what that's about
1: here's what i would say for people who are questioning or like maybe that might be fun Mm -hmm. you know i would say um go find somebody else who also thinks it might be fun and experiment on them
0: yeah, that makes more sense. Rather right? than
1: like go find a queer person who's really sure, and then like fuck with their life. Yeah,
0: because they know you're toying with their emotions. Exactly. Yeah. So
1: like, go find somebody else who's like, you know what? Like your other married friend, who's like, it might be fun to fuck a lady.
0: Yeah, the internet's a wonderful go place. Fuck her. You can and find you can all kinds totally of things. Experiment
1: on each other, and then you can go back to your husbands, and nobody is hurt. Yeah. But please don't experiment on us because it's hard, <laughs> and we get. You know, like, yeah. I don't have, like, just a sexual attraction to men or women. I have an emotional attraction sure. to them as well. Romantic, sure. right? So it's, it's kind of um, shitty.
0: Okay. So anyway. Um, God, we
1: got, like, way off. We
0: did. We did. There. <laughs> uh, do we want to try to jump into current events? <clears throat> and if so, what should we try to tackle? I want to talk about... Trump's unhinged rant on Fox and Friends because okay. that was kind of amazing. I
1: really want you to tell me about it because I have not watched it, but I've like heard about oh, it To make To make a long
0: story short, he... he the
1: president of the United States.
0: The, the president of the United States ostensibly was watching Fox and Friends and just decided to call in and start ranting about everything. And in the midst of ranting about everything, he said some crazy shit. And people... It's like people are so used to it now they didn't even flinch, but he... One he, he he like
1: admitted that Michael Cohen was his lawyer was for his Stormy lawyer for Stormy Daniels, Daniels,
0: which is crazy, which which he denied before. He said yeah, he, didn't know anything he didn't know anything about anything it. About it. Uh, he said that he might have to step in and take control of the Justice Department.
1: Which is
0: like... <laughs> yeah, it's insane, it's <laughs> no, insane, and everybody that's not how just that works. when he started going off the rails like that, they literally like cut him off.
1: Well, I was watching... The only thing I saw was they like, said, the "Oh, last, you better get like, back to
0: work, Mr. President," and he didn't want to. He he wanted to keep no, talking. They
1: it. The, somebody posted like two minutes of the very end of the conversation and it was like, when you're drunk, grandpa won't stop talking <laughs> and you just want to get off the phone. Yeah. And they just like focused on their faces and they were like,
0: oh my God, uh-huh. this is no, okay, the rails. Okay,
1: well, that's nice. Okay, we have to, Mr. President, we have to, no, yep. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We should look, you should look that up online. Anyway, we have to.
0: It was horrible it and was, awkward. And yeah. then Kellyanne Conway went on the next day and he's like, I, he wants to do this with you guys. Like, you know, once a month or so. And they're like,
1: "Yay!" Well, I, I, I don't know. It was like 30 minutes long. Did they cut to commercial? Did they not No, no. That? They
0: literally were like, Mr. President, I think, don't you have to get, aren't you busy? Don't you have
1: to get back to work?
0: Yeah. I think you have things to do. <laughs> And like people are focusing on the dumb oh stuff like God. he didn't get Melania a birthday present or some shit. And
1: Oh, he tried to hold her hand and she refused. Yeah, again. but
0: whatever. But he and he also said a bunch of shit about Ronnie Jackson and he just he was unhinged. He was completely unhinged. And like, I'm, does
1: he not understand that press conferences are a thing? You can, you can literally go talk to the press. Whenever well, they you stop want.
0: him from doing press conferences.
1: Because this is what happens.
0: This is what happens. Because he doesn't want to, he only wants to be asked questions by his friends on Fox and Friends.
1: Who was his handler during these 30 minutes? Like, No, there what was nobody. Happened? He,
0: was, what happened? he was in the bedroom or wherever he hangs out. Like, and he, like, just,
1: went into the bathroom and was like, I'm going to call Fox and yes. Friends. And just, like, barricaded the door and was like, you can't stop me. I'm calling Fox and Friends. Pretty much. Swirl. Yeah. And then just, like, spouted bullshit for a half That's an hour. That's
0: how he tweets.
1: I can't imagine working for this man.
0: It's got to be nerve-wracking, to <laughs> say the least.
1: I mean, when he barricades himself in whatever room, wherever and then you're like watching the news and you're like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah. Somebody had to notice, right? They had to try to get him off the phone.
0: I- I'm sure somebody called somebody and said, uh, you better turn on Fox right now. And right like, now. Oh fuck. fuck. Yeah.
1: So a, just from a legal standpoint, he invoked attorney client privilege, right? Well, he, he f- said, this is my lawyer. And he dealt with this situation for me, which was really smart.
0: Yeah, but he also said during the course of the interview that the result of the Cohen raid had nothing to do with him. He said that on Well, live That TV. doesn't matter. Oh, it does matter, because the the uh, new York AG 's office actually filed a brief immediately after that and said, "Well, since it's clear that there's no privileged information, you know
1: <laughs> but he really? Yeah. but he said that's my lawyer for this matter.
0: For Stormy Daniels.:
1: Yes. Oh interesting yeah interesting okay interesting he said
0: oh michael cohen so does business wants... some kind of business i don't know some kind of business but that has nothing to do with me so immediately oh
1: that's why right yeah, so that immediately... i told you last week remember i said clients get to decide yes. who their attorney the New York is AG and when filed you a brief, say immediately that's not my lawyer yes then you give up attorney client privilege said, oh, and they said "Great." privileged then none of that's privileged i mean he said it on tv that's then it's done like yeah. I told you last week, clients decide who their attorney is. So
0: on the one hand, he fucked himself in the Michael Cohen in the Stormy Daniels case. Well,
1: no, he did good on that one because he said Michael Cohen handled. Well, he fucked himself from a PR perspective, <laughs> from an attorney client privilege perspective. He did good because he was like, oh, yeah, he handled that for me. Yes, but that only... means that's my but lawyer. But that doesn't
0: have to do with the lo- the lawsuit that has to do with what was rated. So whatever they rated in the Cohen raid can't necessarily be used in terms of any law. Trump may have broken the Stormy Daniels case, but that's a separate case. Like, that doesn't help him with the lawsuit.
1: No. And the lawsuit's been put on hold.
0: It has, and I want to talk about that because that's a little weird, and Avenatti's not happy about that.
1: And I I don't know enough about it to speak intelligently about it because it's been a really fucking crazy Well, it was
0: was set to begin. Like, at least they were going to start with, uh, I guess, depositions or something next week. Yeah. Yeah. or please, or God knows what. But the judge stepped in and said, well, I'm going to delay it for 90 days because I think Michael Cohen is going to be federally indicted or indicted by the state of New York. Right. And I'm thinking, why would that delay this trial?
1: I don't know. And I'll find out. On Monday it's just like he's gonna be like, so busy go, his lawyers no, are gonna be so busy no there's probably some legal precedent for criminal cases uh, you know supersede civil cases and yeah doesn't think so being, he's filing it well appeal. I mean I'm gonna talk to my lawyers on Monday and be yeah. like what the hell's going on and how does this work and I'll let you know but um
0: well I think I we're getting know. into really uncharted territory where we they're are. gonna be like I don't know this is fucking bad shit.
1: and then it's judges. That decide. Yeah. Ultimately.
0: Well, on that topic, should we talk about the special master um, Yeah.
1: Yeah. So that was not remember unexpected. that um, Michael Cohen's lawyers initially when his office, his hotel room, and his I think that was it, right? His
0: office, hotel room, and his house that's being remodeled uh, house, or something. Uh,
1: office, maybe? Yeah. Got raided. The conversation about attorney client privilege came out and they his attorneys argued that either a <laughs> his attorneys should get to decide what's privileged and the judge was like no because that's ridiculous or b a special master that's literally the quote sounds like like some kink thing but it's <laughs> not um should be appointed and they basically the, oversee the making sure the state said yeah. we don't need to do that because we already have a system in place that is good at this and we just give it to like this team. And then the, before it goes to yeah, anybody involved in the investigation, before any of this information gets to anybody involved in the investigation, these people review it and decide what is and what isn't privileged. Right. And, and Cohen Michael and Cohen's Trump's lawyers, attorneys,
0: although Trump just fucked that up, yeah. Cohen's and Trump's attorneys said, no, we should at least we have want a special, special. Well, no, what they, master. what they wanted was to review everything and decide right. what was privileged and That's what not. judge said, lol, fuck no. Yeah, that's ridiculous. But they sort of met him sort of halfway and appointed a special. And I think it was. It's not really halfway. It's
1: not really halfway it's an interesting legal tactic from the judge for me because what it says is there's no problem with having a special it's not necessary but it, it just makes to preclude any yeah. idea or argument about it's this not above being board. not yeah above border this being corrupt or this being a witch hunter whatever the yeah. president is saying you know what we're not going to give the defense the evidence to go through before yeah. you give it to us that's the equivalent Insane. of just shred whatever you don't want us to see. Right. But we're going to, if you want a special master, spe- fine. fine, fine.
0: Oh, it's they'll fine. still howl because the special master appointed, even though a very reputable judge is a Clinton appointee.
1: Look, it, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. But but the judge is not, I mean, I think it was a smart Because at the move. end of the
0: day, the 2016 campaign never ends.
1: It never does. Not never for never does. No. Nope. It doesn't ever end. Not for Republicans. No. Especially Trump, though. Yeah. He's really obsessed with it. Anyway, yeah, so the special master got appointed, which I think just means, like, it's, like, special counsel. Like, it's just, like, a dude who, like—
0: that's a lady over, in this case. Okay,
1: a lady who just, like, oversees the team who was already going to review the material to review to it. To
0: double-check that, that anything that that's should be privileged being
1: passed over is not, not being privileged entered yeah. into
0: evidence. Yeah. And they will appeal everything and claim it's all actually privileged.
1: And they will lose because... They will lose. The, but it
0: will delay things and muddy funny, the waters. The
1: interesting thing about the election of Donald Trump is it's almost like it's been a stress test to the our democracy. Yeah,
0: a lot of people have said that, especially the judicial and
1: system. It, and well, the judicial system holding no, up. The entire system, like, right? Yeah. Like when, when Trump was inaugurated, I was talking to one of my bosses. <clears throat> He's 85. And... He was distraught and he said, you know, up until this point, up until this moment when he actually got sworn in, Mm -hmm. I had been thinking, like, it's going to be fine and, you know, our systems are going to hold up and we'll just have to weather this and it's going to be fine. And he said, and today I feel like everything about this is wrong. Right. And... You know, I was not that optimistic. I was in a state of shambles that day. But it has been a stress test. It has been a, a, a way to see, first of all, what our norms are that are not codified into law. Mm-hmm. The things that we think should... that you have to give your tax returns and <laughs> you have to have a chief of staff and you have you write all these norms. There has to be an
0: ambassador to Korea.
1: And people who are elected to cabinet positions have to be qualified for those positions and vetted for it's them. It's just and, that's what you do. And these are the things that we've always done. But those are norms. Right. And all of our it's norms have been tested. It's not the Constitution. not a law. Right. It's norms. So he's violated all of those, which has in some cases made people want to make them law. Yeah. And secondarily, he has stress tested the actual laws and actual systems in our government and yeah. said, what exactly can I get away with and what can I not get away with? And what we've learned is that the judicial system is fucking bomb.
0: Well, it's our last hope. It is.
1: It always has been. And because the legislature is run by entirely Republicans. And McConnell's and trying to fuck
0: that up. Aren't doing. quickly, by the way. Yeah.
1: And they're not doing anything. No. Uh, the judicial system is the other co-equal branch of government that is nonpartisan and only looks at everything that comes to them based on what the law says, and they have been our last bastion, other than states and cities, of making this man not be able to make us a banana republic. And I think it's been really interesting how that has worked. And I know that it's frustrated him, and he has said multiple times, like, these corrupt judges and these, you know, mm-hmm. I'm the president. I should do whatever I want and judges shouldn't decide. But that's their job and that's that's what we've learned. And if there's some sort of silver lining in some kind of cloud somewhere, it's that we stress, stress tested our democracy and found out that our judicial branch is really the last.
0: And for the moment, it's holding together. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What else? Uh, Korea. I want to talk about Korea. Okay. Because there's a lot to unpack here. Um, yeah, I want
1: your opinion about this.
0: Okay. So Kim Jong Un has essentially gone on a big hearts and flowers campaign, uh, talking about denuclearization. He's met with the South Korean leader. They've shook hands. They're talking about a wonderful new era of peace and prosperity they crossed and the free love,
1: DMZ, and flowers mm-hmm. and
0: hearts. And you know, let's go to San Francisco with flowers in our hair um they they uh, that's nice and mm-hmm. that's fine and it's certainly better than like saber rattling rhetoric and like military exercises nose to nose where something could go wrong even if they don't mean to and yeah. you can accidentally fall into war yeah um that's better but the way it's being framed by Trump and his supporters and everybody else is that it's over and we've won and Kim Jong Un's heart has grown ten sizes, and he's a great guy now, and is the in this Grinch wonderful.
1: And he's wonderful. Okay.
0: Obviously, that's not the case. You still have a bunch of people being held hostage, essentially, by the North Korean government, including some Americans. And they some have journalists. Not, yes, they have not been released. Whatever Kim Jong Un is saying about quote denuclearization. They have not scaled back or stopped their nuclear program. They've stopped testing for the moment. And there's good reason for this because their main underground facility they've used to test everything collapsed and they can't use it. So very conveniently like, we're not going to test anymore. Hey, isn't that great? So there's that. Can I? Wait, hold on. Okay. There is the fact that the human rights abuses and crimes and ridiculously horrific things... Like, if you fall asleep at a Kim Jong-un speech, you'll be executed Mm -hmm. summarily, and the forced labor camps and the torture and the systematic uh, rape of citizens is still very much going on, just like it was last week.
1: Starvation. Starvation,
0: mass starvation. Um, None of this has changed, and since we don't know what the plan is, we don't know— if there are even human rights considerations as far as preconditions to this coming summit, that I guess is going to happen. We know that Mike Pompeo met secretly before he was sworn in as Secretary of State with Kim Jong un to start talking, which is a little crazy. If you can imagine Hillary Clinton before she was sworn in, met secretly with Kim Jong un, uh, Fox News. How the
1: world would melt down?
0: Fox News would just be having air raid sirens and people <laughs> running around with their hair on fire. Yeah. Like, that's a little nuts. And we're just like, Oh, okay. I guess that happened. Uh." Like, but that happened. And now he is the secretary of state. So everybody's like, okay. Um, yeah, there's, there's the reality you're being sold by the mainstream media. And not only because the mainstream media is very excited about this Kim Jong-un seeming like such a nice guy now. And uh, obviously the right wing media and obviously by Trump. And then the reality, uh, The Trump and his supporters are already dancing in the end zone as if we have now achieved peace and North Korea is a bastion of peace and democracy because he shook hands with the South Korean leader and is talking in flowery terms for a couple days. (laughs) It's like it pains me to to have to state the obvious. But
1: Can I ask you a question, which is the question that Josh is going to ask me? Yes. Since the Korean War. This has not happened. So...
0: Yeah, it is fairly unprecedented. is Trump
1: effective because under his reign, or whatever you want to call it, this happened?
0: Is it possible that he scared North Korea into playing nice?
1: I think that's the question. I'm not exactly sure. Yeah, and I'm going to tell
0: you that it is possible, and we're light years from determining if that was the fact. Here's what I fear, though.
1: Well, I have two questions. The second one is... The thing we've talked about before on the podcast, which is are we legitimizing Kim Jong il? Kim Jong un. Um, are we saying the thing that we've been trying really hard not to say for a long time, which is okay, you're a world nuclear power and you can come to the table and you're just as legitimate as, you know, Macron <laughs> and. <laughs> yeah. You know?
0: Yeah, ab- absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And that is a very important point that that very few in the media are talking about. Well, it is bad for all the reasons I stated, right? Yes. Because, yes, Kim Jong-un got exactly what he wanted. And this is what I think is happening. Two things. Okay. For a, a litany of reasons, to keep pushing forward with certain kinds of the testing and the nuclear testing and things they do isn't maybe as much of a necessity as they felt it was a few months ago. Right. Because they kind Um, of
1: proved that they have it. So now who cares?
0: Secondly, the upping of the rhetoric and the saber rattling has served its purpose, Mm -hmm. you know, to the extent of Kim Jong-un had to, when Trump was sworn in, Kim Jong-un had to show not only his people, but the region and and the government and like anybody who might be in opposition to him or not, like, oh, I'm going to, this guy's talking tough, but I'm going to stand up to him. Mm -hmm. And he did that. Mm Mm-hmm you know and then thir- then finally now what he wants though by whatever means he can get it is to be seen uh, legitimately as a legitimate world leader like you said on the same level as Angela Merkel and Macron and yeah. you yeah. know whatever other leader you want to say and Xi and mm-hmm. uh, Abe and and everybody else and
1: even though there are, it's not like they have elections, right? Like he's <laughs> no. just the former dictator's son. Yeah, that's it. The, it is a tyrannical, yeah, yeah,
0: totalitarian state, yes. and none of that is changing.
1: No, and so recognizing and giving. Legitimacy to a person who did not get democratically elected,
0: who murders, who his, murders own people, his own who people, who
1: murders, murders his opponents, is holding Western and
0: American hostages, probably torturing Currently, them as they speak, probably killed Otto Warmbacher.
1: Well, definitely did. Yeah. And Left him in such a state that by the time he got home, he died. And now because he puts a smile on
0: his face and starts shaking hands and talking in flowery terms, now Trump loves him and this is great and we have peace. That is that is crazy talk and we're moving way too fast, especially the American media, and we're not taking account of the reality. That's right. And and what I fear is this. What I fear is this. Okay. Um, Kim Jong-un – Trump is not hard to read, right? Yes. You kiss this guy's ass. You make him look good,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you tell him how great he is, and he get whatever will, you want. He will roll the red carpet out for you.
1: Well, we read. Remember that story we read a couple months ago that like North Korean people are like they have entire teams of people who are examining the president's tweets and the president oh, yeah. himself and his history and his past and how best like they know they're what they're doing this very seriously. Yeah. This Trump guy, because he's unknown to them in terms of how to handle a world leader. And, and Trump pretty and most excited of his about in- inner
0: circle are not doing that with Kim jong And Jeremy.
1: they're pretty excited about it because yeah. they're like, I think we have a way in with this guy.
0: Absolutely.
1: And we, you know, studied Two thousand of his tweets, and and then also these things he said, and also all these other things, and I think we have a way in. Yeah, this they have a psychological like profile, a New York Times profile thing that they did about these North Koreans who are doing this, and they were also like kidnapped from other countries and made to do this work. <laughs> yeah, of course, it's of course. a horror show, but yeah. like they they have a goal and they have a plan, and we have Trump.
0: And their plan is being executed brilliantly.
1: Beautifully and perfectly and very well. So,
0: they yes. They are doing a really good somebody job. Somebody is playing five-dimensional chess. Unfortunately, it's not Donald Trump. It's
1: not us. It's not America. We're not doing that.
0: And I don't know what role Bolton and Pompeo will have. What I think they're probably going to do is the Kim Jong-un is going to make an offer. And Bolton and Pompeo are going to say, no, it's not good enough. Mm-hmm. It's not good enough for the security of the region. It's not good enough for our security. It falls way short. I don't think they give a shit about human rights stuff.
1: I don't either. But in
0: terms of like regional security – uh, I think it's going to fall way short, and Trump is going to want to take the deal. And because of course he met
1: this guy, and then he made the people meet across the border, and right. we have to do what they say and, now. And,
0: and of course those rifts will leak because everything leaks like a yes, sieve. Because and it'll be interesting to heroes. see what happens at that point. Yeah, does he just overrule Bolton or fire Bolton or does he get real mad and are we at war? Like I would like to imagine this ends well. And and here's the thing too, right? Uh, Bill Clinton thought he had a decent deal with uh, Kim Jong-il to hold off, stave off the nuclear program, and they did, and then as soon as our backs were turned, they basically started it up again Mm -hmm. and reneged on all the promises. Mm -hmm. They're just, they're not to be trusted. No. And Trump does because Because they're they're making him look good for a minute.
1: Yeah. And they like him. And they make his ego feel nice. Mm Mm-hmm. And the thing is, like, it's not that Kim Jong-un is so smart. It's like I said, like, there's people telling him
0: this he's fairly, is exactly he's fairly smart.
1: how you... But this is exactly... He's smarter than Trump. But this is but this is exactly how you work this man. And we're going to practice, and you're going to practice, and you're going to pretend like I'm him, and here's the things you're going to say, and here's what's going to work.
0: Look, and when the, he says
1: this, you say that, and he just goes through the motions. It doesn't even matter if he's smart or not smart. Look, he's smart the, enough to the, get those people. The
0: Kim despot family... You know, they, they have the—remember, the war never officially ended. There was an no. armistice signed. It was not a treaty. No. Now they're talking about doing an actual treaty. Yes. Um, which would be nice, but we'll see if we get there. Yeah. Um, but, see, a t- North Korea signing a treaty may not mean what you think it means. Exactly. But in, in any event, they signed an armistice, and for the Kim family to hold on to power, being opposed by the United States and the entire Western world— with Russia on their doorstep, with China on their doorstep, and being able to be this grip this totalitarian state for so long, like they know what they're doing. Yeah, and
1: they've and, managed this long. And, and
0: 1954,
1: right? And Is they, when know the to, yeah, they know how the Korean yeah. War happened. Yes, they know how to
0: ride the line without going over it. Yep. Yeah. They've come very, very, very close, and like say a Saddam Hussein, they're not as reckless as a Saddam Hussein, who. Does't mm, know well,
1: look, I would argue that he wasn't that reckless he oh, he just, was
0: very reckless that what Saddam did would be the equivalent of you know Kim jong un raiding uh, you know attack go just invading South Korea, yeah, okay, maybe, maybe that's right. a bit of an exaggeration, but you know
1: attacking they have overrunning Kuwait and
0: then being on the border of Saudi Arabia was a red line. It was reckless. You know,
1: and so I don't care North what South Korea has some self control. Some yes. some procedures or something are put into place that say, here's the boundaries that we found yeah. are safe and yeah. no more. And then we walk it back us. because
0: South Korea does not want a war. Japan and Japan does not want a war. Mm-hmm. And China doesn't want all that chaos in their backyard. And, you know, the United States for all their bluster, they don't they don't want a land war in Asia for God's sake. Another Again. one.
1: How many yeah. you want to have?
0: Right. So, so they know they have quite a bit of room to push the envelope. Now, you know it is possible that they looked at Trump and said, "Oh shit, this guy might be just crazy enough to start a frigging war."
1: Yeah, and, or like nuke us.
0: Yeah, and sure, and we can take out millions of people, but we're going too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, maybe it's time for the hearts and flowers campaign, which doesn't mean they're turning into nice people. <laughs> okay, no. it just means they're changing tack. Yeah, And Trump is not intelligent enough to understand that. And his supporters are not intelligent enough to, to understand that. And right-wing media, if they are intelligent enough to understand that, have to toe the party line and mm-hmm. say how wonderful this is. And that's where we are. Yeah. So I don't know what's going to happen, but uh, am I optimistic? I No.
1: Okay, what do I say to my dad? Because he's uh, going to just like... This is the best thing ever. And oh. Don't you see Obama was weak and Trump is strong and we've gotten this thing happen. You just ask dad, your you blah, just blah, 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 blah. ask your dad.
0: Do you ask your dad what's going to happen to the hostages including the American American ones? What's going to happen to the people that he routinely starves in his own country? What's going to happen to the Where's rape jail reporters? That? What's going to happen to the persecution of Christians in his country? That's right. What's Which my gonna, dad
1: doesn't really care about cuz we don't but have he pretends religion. to. Eh.
0: What's and you can ask him what happens to all them.
1: Where is that part of this, or we're just going to ignore that that's happening, or what are we going to do about that? And you've then, you've, you've been yelling for years dad, about
0: how bad a guy Kim Jong Un is. Are are there preconditions for all this? Right to change all of these things. Right. Will it be addressed? Doesn't matter. I
1: haven't heard anything about it. Yeah. So, so if not, then it was about? just
0: a cudgel to say Clinton and Obama were weak or whatever. Yeah. So yeah. That's what I would say.
1: Okay, okay, yeah, it's good advice.
0: Yeah, Uh, are we about ready to wrap it up? I
1: think we have so much more to talk about, but like we have also a life outside (laughs) of this podcast. In case you guys didn't know, we do. So (laughs) we have to go do things. Um,
0: All right, so there's a bunch of stuff we didn't touch on. We'll get to it next week.
1: Or not. Or not. Just look at the news. We did what we could. (laughs) We did two and a half hours. Like, what do you want?
0: (laughs) Yeah. It should be another interesting week. Um, Just wrap up by saying that the uh, House Intelligence Committee, even though they hinted what their final report would be, they finally said that their final report says unequivocally Trump didn't do any collusion. It's fine. But there was a lot of stuff in there that shows they probably did. (laughs) And then if you actually read what was in it. And then on top of that, uh, Veshniliskaya, whatever her name is, who met with uh, Manafort and Trump Jr. at Trump Tower, admitted for some reason in an interview with uh, Richard Engel that, uh, yeah, I'm an in- informant for Trump, for Putin, basically.
1: I'm a Russian spy. Like, OK. right. I'm a right. Russian
0: spy. So they met with, the with Russian a spy. Russian spy who said, I have dirt on your political opponent. And the, the thing is, if they had been... if. Trump Jr. and Manafort had said from the start, like, we didn't know she was a Russian spy. We just didn't know. But they said no, no, no. It was something about adoption. Adoption. So they've really painted so they, themselves into a corner.
1: If they had been like, "Holy fuck, she was a Russian spy," that's we
0: so immediately crazy. went to Jeff Sessions because we were we concerned. We had no
1: idea. We really were just trying to talk about adoption, and then this fucking lady was a Russian spy who was trying to give us dirt on Hillary Clinton, and we had no idea. And this is very terrible. We yeah, and, and transparent. And here's the and here's th- what happened. And here's, and here's like, the big here's thing. Here's all the, Then like, it would be fine.
0: Minutes before that meeting, and the uh, the House Intelligence Committee revealed this. There was a call to Don Jr. from a block number, and they're assuming it's Donald Trump, which would prove... Yes, collusion. collusion. Yes, he knew. Yes, he was coordinating with the Russians. Game, set, match. And I think we're going to get there because I do too. guess who knows all of that? All
1: of that information is not secret to Robert Mueller. No, he knows.
0: Yes, all of that.
1: He's known all of that for a while now.
0: <laughs> yeah, I he's am... digging
1: into other things because he's already got that tied up in a little bow. Probably. What else does he want to know? Is now what he's doing.
0: Probably, and I'm I think sh-
1: that took him about. Two weeks, yeah,
0: and quite sure. I'm quite sure that that's one of the things he wants to interview Trump about. And remember, he already knows the answer, so it's either perjury or self incrimination.
1: Let me just say this is a thing lawyers say, and I think it's kind of fun when you're in court or in a deposition, you never ask a question you don't already know the answer to, of
0: course, right.
1: You have to already know the answer because if you don't know the answer, you're not actually asking them to give you information. You already fucking know. Which really
0: Giuliani knows because he was a prosecutor.
1: Mm -hmm. So you only ask questions to which you know the answer. Mm -hmm. So anything Robert Mueller asked Donald Trump isn't because he wants to know the answer. It's because he wants Trump to say it out loud.
0: And somehow Bill Clinton fell into that trap when they said, did you diddle Monica Lewinsky with a cigar and he said, uh, no. Well, that wasn't actually the question
1: they asked him, but yes. <laughs> no, no, right? that,
0: no, that is the a question they asked. You don't remember the, no, that they, interview? No, they said... Did you use a cigar in a sexual manner? Oh, so gross. They literally asked that really? question. And you see his eyes be like, oh shit, they know about that? And he's like... Well, then
1: why do you say uh, no?
0: no. You say
1: fucking none of your business. Yeah, and it was or a you, deposition, right? It you, wasn't even a like.
0: Yeah, or you plead the fifth or you, you do whatever. Something. But he you don't said lie. on the don't spot. Lie. He panicked okay. and he said Just no. for everybody else. That's there, why he got impeached.
1: Don't lie on the road. He
0: stuck a cigar in a intern's vagina.
1: And then he smoked it. Because <laughs> he, the, the, he wanted to inhale her. Woo! You know? On I mean, the, on I wonder, that note. Your kink is not my kink, but your kink is okay.
0: Not when it's a 21 <laughs> year old intern, it's not. Uh on that note <laughs> <laughs> On that note that's Have a great week. <laughs> a reverend Duo on Twitter, Reverend at gmail.com. Stay active, stay tuned, stay involved and adios.